And boy, what timing, man. Media here, not from all over the country. The media are in this town from all over the world. From every country in the world. And all these wonderful stories were going to be written about Miami this week. And every single one of them is going to be true. That's all they're going to be about. All right, let's do a little break and we'll come back. And like I said, if you're looking for fun and games for me today, you're not going to get it because I am foaming at the mouth. How the hell long can this go on and can this be tolerated? Every excuse that these groups of barbarians get, man, they're right there to jump on a bandwagon and seize the opportunity. And one thing I did not hear yesterday when I left here going home, I didn't hear any concern about this community and what this is going to do to this community and the fact that it's the lead story now on CNN and every newspaper and every newscast all over America. The only reason we got upstage a little bit yesterday for the lead story was this other aberrant, this horrendous, grotesque episode in Stockton, California. Mm -hmm. But that, thank God, was an isolated incident. Although these things just happen too damn often in this country. In this gun-crazed country. Well, let me do the breaker. I'm going to get way behind. i got a lot to say today. Believe me, a lot to say. And I'm going to say it all. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to gild the lily and I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's 10:14 at WIOD. Gulfstream. It's 17 past 10 at WIOD, and uh, I got to tell you, I don't find anything humorous at all about mm -hmm. uh, any of this. There are Me people, either. I guess, who think that uh, this is some kind of a big joke. I don't find it in the least bit humorous. It's uh, disgraceful. And the episode in Stockton, California, brought me back to reality for a while there. I don't know. I guess I was getting like a lot of other people and just angry. You just can't be angry forever. And so I was, you know, over the last couple of years, really changed my opinion about guns and gun control. And uh, uh, I was convinced for a while there that, yeah, we all ought to have guns. You know, five-year-old kids ought to be running around with guns because only the criminals and all that other propaganda we hear from the NRA, the mm -hmm. sick people in the NRA, and there are a lot of sick ones. But uh, th this country is sick, man. They're out of their minds with guns. They're obsessed. They're still living the Wyatt Earp, John Wayne syndrome in this country. Now, how, and, you know, one of the things I noticed on the story out of Stockton, they can't imagine how this guy, with all of his problems in his history, how he got these weapons, how he was able to go in and just walk in and buy them. Wasn't it like an Uzi or yeah. like an automatic weapon? We had three of them. Three? Three of them, yeah. <sighs> and uh, all the shooting that you hear going on, the gunfire, the exchange, the shootouts in Overtown and Liberty City. The automatic Again, weapons. all these punks have got weapons. Yeah. And I don't understand why. Automatic uh, weapon fire. But that's because we live in a real sick society, and you people refuse to give a damn about these things. You think that everybody ought to walk around like Wyatt Earp with a gun in a holster. Remember the period of time when we were talking about this, and people said, oh, yeah, we see nothing wrong. You know, as long as you got it uh, showing, you got a holster, walk into the malls with a, with a, with a six-shooter at your side, like Wild Bill Hickok, okay? I mean, you people are nuts. And that's why in the civilized countries in Europe, they look at America and they think we're a bunch of barbarians. And you know something? They're right. And just like Howard Beale said, you know, he wasn't crazy. He was the sanest one of them all. You watch this crap that comes out of the tube every day and you begin to believe that this is the way things are supposed to be. This is not the way civilized people live. I was at Pompano Park last night at the track, and I want to tell you another thing that was handled really an abortive situation, and that's with the Miami Heat game. Here they've got that beautiful arena down there, and miraculously they're getting great fan support in spite of the horrible ball they're playing, but, you know, that's to be expected. They're a new expansion team. 
and people understand that. And the game was sold out. Over 15,000 tickets sold out for last night. And what did they do? They waited, and they waited, and they hemmed, and they hawed, and they this, and they that. They got a whole bunch of people. There were 500 people inside yes. already by the time they called the <laughs> yes, game off. And thousands of others on the road on the way to the game. And anyway, I was at the track last night. Some of the people who were there were telling me about the episodes that occurred, about how their windshields were just totally smashed. And they said hundreds, that maybe they're exaggerating, but at least dozens of other people. Yeah. who made the sad mistake of driving into those areas, had bricks and bottles thrown at their vehicles and had their windows smashed. Oh, the referees were... And the referees yeah. were assaulted, as, uh, which made big headline news today in your newspapers. Yeah. So we got the arena there, all right, but we can't play a basketball game. And I heard some of the comments from some of these animals saying, well, gee, they got some nerve. You know, they should have called it off. One of our people got killed, and they're still going to hold the game? That's why we're going to disrupt. Everything is an excuse to disrupt. Because some perhaps trigger-happy cop, and I say perhaps again, although at this point, I don't, I don't find anything else. I mean, there's just nothing else there. They haven't even made up a good excuse yet. There's just nothing whatsoever in the accounts of that incident on the motorcycle and the shooting that could possibly justify shooting this guy in the head, no less. Not shooting a tire out on a motorcycle, or not shooting somebody in the leg or the arm to disable them, but shooting him in the head. So I'm not condoning that. No one can condone it. And anybody who wants to tell me that we just have these isolated police incidents in this community needs a good shrink, okay? Or is living in some kind of a dream world. Because we have them one after another after another. But to turn this town into an incinerator is absolutely unacceptable. And how long does it take the mayor and the chief of police to determine that if they're going to make this community safe for people to live in, they're going to have to act quickly and decisively and not stand around like referees in a hockey game watching from a distance, waiting for it to all peter out. It isn't going to peter out, okay? Oh, yeah. Here's the entire, entire page, page op-ed page in the USA Today. Entire page. We made it again, folks. The poll question that they take. On CNN, national television last night, do you think that the police caused the unrest in Miami? That was the poll question. So we're making it every minute of every major newscast. But then there are those people, as I said, who are on here evidently don't give a damn about the repercussions for this community. I mean, this is like, this is like the end. It's like the patient has been in intensive care Orlando, Daytona, the Bahamas, all these other areas, taking all the tourism away, all the business. It's 80 degrees today, or 78, whatever it's going to be. It's a magnificent day. I'm driving to work. There's not a cloud in the sky. Mike is saying it's going to be 78 today. We broke the record yesterday, 85. All these people are here to have a good time, to get some sunshine, to get out of the cold, to see this community at its best. And what do we give them? We give them the same old crap that this town has been plagued with as long as I can remember. We give them cannibalism, barbarianism. That's what we give. 
Because you live in your little sheltered condos and your little ivory towers, cloistered off from all of it, and just like Howard Beale said, leave me alone, let me have my sweet and low and my mahjong and my canasta game, and everything will be okay. And this cannot continue. This cannot continue. And if they have to round up these barbarians and put them out at chrome somewhere behind wire fences and keep them there, the happiest people of all will be the law-abiding black people who live in Overtown and Liberty City and don't want to be terrorized every day by a bunch of animals. They'll be the happiest ones. It's 1024 at WIOD. W-I-O-D. 1028 at WIOD. we got a, a Miami police officer who worked in Overtown last night. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi. I'm not with Miami, but I was down there last night. There's a bunch of people that were... Um, different departments working last night. Right. The only difference between this and the four or five others that I've experienced in the last 20 years is that uh, they knew something was coming, but because they like your favorite tune, Be Happy, yeah. Don't Worry, mm -hmm. they wanted to make it all like it was going away. Same. The reason they didn't cancel the heat came, encourage everybody to get on the Metro Mover and come down there while they got a crowd moving in assaulting yeah. The Overtown Station. Yeah. Well, you see, the problem is that uh, we got the Super Bowl game, and, of course, uh, you know, as important as it is to a lot of people, it's still a football game. Exactly. And the future of this community is a hell of a lot more important to a lot of us than a football game. So well, the same movers and shakers that got the Metro Rail down into some godforsaken places that it goes and yeah. built the stadium in some godforsaken place, mm -hmm. you're right. There, 90% of the people probably down there are decent people and would like to see the ones that were out last night disappear, but that won't happen, and they're not realistic about it. We sit back in the city of Miami is so shell-shocked now that they're, they're afraid to do anything. They took a hit, and regardless of what the result of the shooting comes out to be, whether the guy was right, wrong, in between, partially right, partially wrong, they can't just stop reacting to the rest of the animals that are out there doing their thing. Yeah. And they have. They've decided to do that. They're so scared to do anything. They have 30-car caravans of four guys each, but they're kind of like, okay, you want to burn that down? We'll, we'll surround it and watch it burn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we did that all last night. Mm -hmm. And I'm just getting tired, I think. Uh, and, and, and the indecisiveness that went on to me was, was incredible, not just with the heat game, but there was going to be a curfew. I kept hearing that there was an 8 o'clock curfew, and anybody else who was on the streets after 8 o'clock was going to be rounded up and uh, taken away. And then next minute I see the police chief on television. I was watching at the uh, racetrack they had uh, on the TV monitors. And, uh, no, no curfew. We're just, uh, you know, waiting things out. In the meantime, all of this went on and on and on and on. And, um, you know, what, are they, what were they waiting for? Well, I, I think everybody is, like you say, this is our supposedly our week or two weeks in the sunshine and regroup all the stuff we've lost over the past 10 years, and it's not going to happen, and who cares? Yeah. We have to stay here. The rest of these people are going to go away, That's and they're correct. never coming back. That is correct. Uh, you know, I, I've got a little while to go yet, but I think I better put the house up for sale now because it might take that long to sell. Nobody wants, wants to be here in a place like, like this. Okay, I appreciate your day. Okay. I'll see you. I, you took most of my thunder year. I agree with most of what you said. Thanks a lot. Bye. 1031 at WIOD. You know, I get this a rap that I'm anti-police, and I'm not anti-anything. I'm anti-corrupt police, and I'm anti-overreactive police, and I'm anti-bad police. See, I have a real strange philosophy. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's certain occupations like 
doctors and policemen, where the individual has the power of life and death over mm -hmm. a lot of people. So I don't think there's a lot of room for error. I mean, we're all human, and we can all make a mistake, but if a brain surgeon, you know, screws up, or if, um, you know, a surgeon cuts off the wrong leg, or whatever it is, uh, and then says, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, it's not a satisfactory answer, okay? So when people continue excusing a lot of the police brutality and excesses and just plain insanity and try to say, oh, well, these are just isolated episodes and I'm pro-cop, I don't buy that. There's no such thing as pro-cop or anti-cop unless you're just an automaton. The, wor the world just isn't that way. You can't just put everything into a nice, neat little package and say, oh, this is good and this is bad and this is... Uh, it just Life doesn't work that way. Everything, every issue, every part of our existence involves shades of gray. The matter of degree. And so if you want to pseudo-intellectualize all of this stuff, I guess you can do that. If you want to make it some kind of a, an exercise like mental masturbation, I guess you can do that. But this isn't a pseudo-intellectual subject. It's real, man. It's out there. You can touch it. You can smell it. I was coming to, to work this morning, and as I got off 95 and came over on 79th Street to the causeway, I watched people in the other cars and vans and people looking around, there was a certain mm -hmm. uneasiness mm -hmm. in the faces of a lot of these people. And I certainly can't wonder why. Because we're right on the fringe of it right here. That's right. And like I said a couple of years ago, when they started building the arena right there on the fringe of Overton, I was definitely wrong about one thing. I didn't think people would go there. And I didn't think this town would support a loser. I've been wrong about both of those things. They've had great attendance, and they've been enthusiastically supporting them through a disastrous season, okay? But how many more episodes like this is it going to take before people start wondering, hey, do I really want to go back there? Now, those people who want to say that these are isolated episodes, again, they either haven't been here very long or they're living in some kind of a dream world. Remember when we had the whole series of episodes where these punks from Overtown and Liberty City were getting onto the, were walking onto the entrance and exit ramps of I-95 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and accosting people as they were entering or leaving the highway, as they were slowing down. Yes. And throwing bricks through their windshields. Yeah. Jerry Sullivan, who was once the program director at this radio station, was going to meet me one day when they were first, a couple of years ago, talking to me about coming to work here. And I went to the restaurant up in Plantation and waited and waited. He never showed up. And I went home and I got a phone call. They had thrown a brick through the mm. windshield of his brand new car. Mm. Mm. Now, I guess some people forget that Governor Graham had to send in the Florida Highway Patrol because we didn't have enough police That's right. to take care of these problems with barbarians on Interstate 95 attacking people and dragging them out of their cars and stealing their money and throwing bricks and bottles through their windshields. This is not acceptable behavior, and the people who do it aren't humans, so I shouldn't say people, they're animals, okay? And I don't know about you, but I don't fancy myself wanting to live with a bunch of barbaric animals. It's 1035 at WIOD. It's 1040 at WIOD. Speaking of um, sports talk tonight, 6 to 8, Joe Zagaki will be talking live from Super Bowl headquarters at the Hyatt Regency. He'll be talking to uh, several guests, including Larry Zonka, former Dolphin great running back. So that's coming up from uh, 6 to 8 tonight. 
Anyway, although I don't, I got to be honest with you, it's uh, so much of this overshadows the game itself, which mm -hmm. is unfortunate because whether you like the game or not, or you're interested or not, is not relevant. It's a game. It's supposed to be fun. It brings millions of dollars into the economy. Uh, one of the reasons that Joe Robbie built the stadium was not only that the Dolphins would have a you know nicer facility to play in and hopefully get better attendance, which hasn't worked out, but also that uh, we would be a viable site for the Super Bowl again. Sure. Sure. Uh, now that the Orange Bowl had basically, by the league, been declared dilapidated, outdated, and antiquated, and uh, lo and behold, here we have it this year. And look at the great job we're doing, man. I think if we all live long enough, we might get it here again someday. But not soon. Mm -mm. Great. So, really, this is... I started to say this before, and I sidetracked myself, but it's like the patient has been in intensive care. You know how in the movies or in the soap operas, there's always there always seems to be some kind of a scene in one of those hospital-type movies... Or somebody is lying, like in The Godfather, there was that movie where he was lying in, in bed and they were going to come to try to take away the life support systems. And in Godfather 2, Meyer Lansky was lying there in bed mm -hmm. and he put the pillow over his head. Sure. Basically, that's like what's happened to us here now, this week. The patient has been lying there in intensive care with all the life support systems attached to it. And now somebody has come along and yanked it all away. And it's like we're a corpse. It's like this community is dead. The beach has been dead for a lot of years, but nobody wants to admit it. They want to keep lying to you and telling you, oh, there's this incredible comeback. Man, it's great. They're full of crap, okay? They're lying to you like crazy. Bob Cox and the morons up in Fort Lauderdale killed that city very quickly, by the way. I mean, one thing about them, man, they didn't waste any time. You know, mm -hmm. the beach, that took years to do it. But in Fort Lauderdale, bingo, in two years we went from... God only knows how many hundreds and hundreds of thousands of tourists and all kinds of excitement and life and living and breathing people to an outdoor funeral parlor. Killing an institution that had been going on for over 30 years since the middle 50s. And in essence saying, oh, go to Daytona, go to Texas, go to New Orleans, go somewhere. We don't want you here. We don't want your money. We don't want, we just don't want anybody here except those who are ready to die. And I get on the air day after day after day, and you say these, you've got to be blind not to see these things. The problem is most people in this community don't have the balls to say it, okay? That's the problem. Hey, let's just go along like Alice in Wonderland, like none of this, you know, like the guy said, be, wor be happy, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Just be oblivious. That was our code word for the day the other day, oblivious. Just pretend it isn't out there. Well, I don't know how you can do that. I mean, unless you're just totally insensitive and have no redeeming human features whatsoever, how can the hell can you live in the middle of this or even remotely connected to it and just be oblivious? See, we got all these disconnected, disjointed municipalities. There's no city here. There's no core. There's no nothing here. I've been saying that for years. I mean, in New York, you know that Manhattan is the core of what New York is all about. I mean, there are millions of people live in Brooklyn and in the Bronx and in Queens. But you know what New York is all about. You know where the center of it is. In Detroit, you know where the center of it is. With all their problems, there's still an identifiable, tangible city. And in Los Angeles, even with all of their problems, man, and they got more problems you can shake a stick at, you still know what the, what, when you think of Los Angeles, there are still certain things, places, that you can think of. But here, what have we got? We got uh, Sunrise, and we got Tamarack, and we got Plantation, and we got Coral Gables, and we, we got all these disjointed municipalities. Where, where, is, where is it? Where is the center? Where's the tangible center of this world class city that they keep telling us about? It sure isn't Miami. 
I mean, people have been fleeing out of Miami like, like there was massive leprosy or something in Miami. How many people in Miami speak English? How many people don't want to go to Miami because they feel like foreigners in their own city? So you see, so when you live in the suburbs of Detroit, as I have done, or of New York, or of any other real cosmopolitan area, you still feel you know what Chicago is, you know what Detroit is, okay? You happen to live here as related to downtown, not here. Here it's like everybody's in their own little thing, none of which have anything to do to the one next, next to it. I mean, in Detroit, you can live in uh, Royal Oak, or you can live in Hazel Park, or you can live in Southfield, or you can... but it's still in Detroit. And yeah, we put up a couple of new buildings. Hey, look at this. We have people with no vision. We have people who have no concept of what they want this community to be. Except an outdoor funeral parlor and a dumping ground for refugees and illegal aliens. And again, these are things you're just not supposed to say these things. We're supposed to be an area that has just endless, infinite capacity to take care of everybody from all over the world. We have infinite, endless resources. That's why we got thousands of people sleeping on the streets. Because we have infinite resources. And when are the Xavier... And where the hell has Steve Clark been in the middle of all this? Is he in hiding again somewhere? Is he in the damn closet again? Haven't seen him. Every time we have a crisis in Dade County, Steve Clark goes off into hiding somewhere. Can't be found. I didn't see him down there in Overtown or in Liberty City, did you? I, just, I haven't no, heard I... one quote. I haven't seen him on camera. I don't have any idea where he is. And he's supposed to be the mayor of this county. These are people with no vision, with no courage, with no guts, with no nothing. And all they do is bellyache and bitch. You know, the federal government's doing that. Well, if the federal government is doing things to us, then you folks ought to be doing something about it. Take a fleet of buses and put these people back on those buses and send them back to Brownsville, Texas with a one-way ticket to ride, Okay to spread the word that we don't have infinite capacity here and we aren't going to let this administration do to us what Jimmy, Jimmy Carter did eight years ago. We can't handle it. And right away, if you say that, you're anti-Hispanic, you're a bigot, you're the, I'm so sick and tired of all that crap and I'm so tired of the professional ethnic mentality that exists in this community. My God, aren't we all human beings? Or are we just Latins or Anglos or blacks or whites or Jews or Christians? My God, that gets so damn old. And how many times have I talked about that stupid thing that they perpetuate here in the media about our tri-ethnic community? Like this is some, some bizarre experiment which explains why we have all these social problems here. Like it doesn't exist anyplace else. Have these people ever been in Los Angeles? My God, they're... You go into Hollywood now in Los Angeles, you drive through there and all the signs are in Chinese and in Vietnamese. And how many million Mexicans are there in California? Huge Spanish population in L.A. And Orientals of every size, shape, and variety. And I don't hear anybody say Los Angeles is a tri-ethnic community. If you said that in New York, they'd laugh at you. I mean, New York, ever since its inception, practically, has been a 
melting pot, a conglomeration of mm -hmm. every kind of black, white, green, purple, you can name it, they got it. And when they have problems there, they go, oh, well, that's because we have, are a tri-ethnic community. That's because we got a bunch of redneck yahoos running this town who've never even been out of the state of Florida. we got a bunch of crackers. we got the cracker mentality. They don't even know what a metropolitan city is all about. They wouldn't know one if it bit them on the lip. And all they want to do is keep running around feathering their own nest and bragging about, oh, we're a world-class city, we're the gateway to Latin America, we're this, we're that. That's a lot of crap. I remember when that happened in the early 80s. Oh, yeah, we don't have to worry about the Reagan Depression. We're the gateway to Latin America. And then the devaluation of the peso occurred, man, and those people who were bringing all that cash up here, buying all those video recorders and electronics equipment and everything else they could get their hands on, they stopped coming because their money wasn't worth anything anymore. And you know something? They haven't come back. And they aren't going to come back. Now, I know that there are terrible, sinful, evil places in America like Las Vegas and Reno and Tahoe where they have riots every day. <laughs> I never read about any. I never experienced any. I never heard about any of them. But certainly they must have because those are dens of iniquity, man. Sin. They have casino gambling. They have conventions. They've got hotels that are full all year round. Not just for two months out of the year when they call it the season. Hey, man, it's the season. Now you can come down here and you don't even have to live in a condo. How do you like that? This community needs some leadership, some people with some vision, some people with balls, and we don't have one of them. We don't have one of them in this town. Not one. And as far as the black community is concerned, anytime somebody offers himself for office, like when Marvin Dunn ran for mayor in Miami, oh, we're not going to vote for him. He's married to a white woman. He's an Uncle Tom. No, let's put brilliant people like Miller Dawkins in office, man. There's a great, brilliant man who represented the black community, right? Almost like a brain surgeon. And I can, and the reason that I gave up doing this kind of program two years ago is because I could sit here and I could sweat my brains out every day and scream and holler and get my blood pressure up. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean a goddamn thing, okay? It isn't going to change anything in this godforsaken town. I was thinking when I was coming to work, I talked about, you know, look out the window and the sun is shining and it's magnificent. It's the 18th of January. And I was thinking, the only reason it's like this today is because the politicians haven't figured out a way to screw the weather up yet. Someday, if we live long enough, they'll figure out how to screw that up, too, okay? But they haven't done it yet. It's 1051 at WIOD. I want to tell you about WIOD. I could go on for the whole four hours, which I'm not going to do. I could just sit here and ramble on. I could have called you and said, stay home today. You know? I know. I know. But uh, I didn't do it. And there's no point in just going on a four-hour soapbox because, as I said, you can keep repeating the same things over and over forever. And the fact that you've got a whole bunch of different groups out there, you have those who don't care and are never going to care. Like I said yesterday, mm -hmm. you cannot force people to care about things that they don't care about. No matter how much you believe they ought to care, if they don't care, there is no... It's like the old saying, you can take a horse mm -hmm. to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. And it's the same thing here. And we've got a community where we have all these Neanderthals, you know, cloistered away in their condos with their little supermarket right there next door and their little dollar movie theater and their, whole, their little uh, buffet. I don't want to say Sadie's because that would make me sick. You know, all of this stuff where they live in their own little world. They're not a part of anything. 
That's one of the reasons we can't. We haven't filled up that stadium once. If indeed the game takes place on Sunday, if indeed it takes place, it'll be the first time since that stadium has been built that it's been filled up. And I got news for you, man. That's one of the most beautiful stadiums in the country. I hate to use the expression, pardon us, Tom Jacob, but it's state-of-the-art. Yeah. The location couldn't possibly be better. Unless they brought it right to your living room, it couldn't be better. It's right at the Dade Broward line. Okay? It's right at the turnpike. I mean, it's just so easy to get there that it's all... And, yeah, they got parking problems. Life, you know, life just isn't that simple, okay? It's like when I lived in Detroit and we used to go to Tiger Stadium right downtown in one of the worst parts of the city. And every time you'd park there, you'd pay a kid a dollar to watch your car. And he'd, you know, they still would break in and steal stuff, but at least, you know, they wouldn't rip it up. You'd get home, okay? And that was never an excuse. And even with garbage teams during a lot of those years, they still packed in there like crazy. But this is a community that just doesn't care because we brought in all the wrong folks, okay? I'd say we got about 70% of the population here that ought to go someplace else, like back where they came from. It's like that movie that I saw the other night, Torch Song Trilogy, and Anne Bancroft after her husband dies and the son says, what are you going to do now? Oh, I'll go to Florida. He says, what for? He says, oh, that's where we all go. We all go. We all mm -hmm. go to Florida. Mm -hmm. For what? What logic is there that says that if you're a living and breathing person, somehow you have to freeze your ass off all your life until you attain a certain age so you can come here and get a senior citizen discount? What logic is there in that? Why can't this be a cosmopolitan city with a balanced demographic just like any other city? I don't understand it. This is a con game that the developers have been playing for years while they've been ruining this area. The same developers that stole all the beach in Dade County and gave it to all the hotel people and the condo people. They just stole it from the public. And now they want to do the same thing in Fort Lauderdale. Of course, that won't make any difference because nobody's going to be going there anyway. So Bob Cox can have the beach. They can just have a big, gigantic Mahjong game up there on the beach. It ain't going to make any difference because there'll be nobody there under the age of 100 by the time they get through with it. And I don't have any, you know, anybody that comes on the air and starts giving you simplistic answers is a BS artist, okay? There are no simplistic answers. Because it's gone on so long and gotten so complicated, mm -hmm. there are no easy, simplistic answers. There's no magic pill. And anybody that wants to narrow it down, well, it's, uh, you know, the pro-police people against the anti-police or the racist against the real, uh, it's a lot of crap, okay? The bottom line is that we've got problems just like any other major urban area, but you don't solve the problems by being barbarians and by d destroying your own city and burning down people's businesses that they've worked their entire lives to build up and destroying their lives and their families. It's like a disease. It spreads. It's contagious. It's all through these communities. But we're just supposed to sit here and say, ah, oh, it's an isolated incident. Forget it. Life goes on. The sun is shining, right? Okay, we'll come back and get to your calls after the news. Henry is standing by with the 11 o'clock WIOD News, and we'll come back at 11.05. It's 11.06 at WIOD. We're back for hour number two. Steve will be along at two this afternoon. I uh, see that his guest today has been canceled. Has he got some other guests? Well, we'll find out as we go no, along. I don't know. One of those things. Okay, we have an open line. It's in Boca, 278. 9463, where somebody got impatient. And I can't say that I you know, blame him, mm -hmm. but... Um, the way it goes. 
one of those situations where what I have to say is a lot more important than what a lot of these people have to say, if I can say that myself, okay? Our first call uh, this hour in Fort Pierce. Hello. Uh, yeah, m uh, morning. Um, uh, there's an echo, but, uh, yeah, I called because I guess I was just trying to stress a point that uh, you made this morning, and uh, it's really directed toward a lot of people that I heard call yesterday, uh, not only on your show, but on a, a Steve Kane show. And uh, I would classify these people as... Uh, Have you got a radio on? Uh, that could be it. Yeah, there it goes. Okay. Um, uh, I would classify them as uh, gung-ho militants, okay? These are the people that... Uh, think that the police didn't do enough in the situation and should have, you know, shot a couple of people and that would have made the situation a lot better. Well, let me say this to you. I want to apologize to a caller I had yesterday, although I was a little suspicious about his motivation. But I cut somebody short who was saying that the police didn't do enough. But in looking back, he was right. I'm not saying they should have shot a bunch of people, but they sure as hell shouldn't engage in this practice of standing back and watching people burn down buildings and, as I said, you know, assume the posture of the hockey referee, you know, with their arms folded, standing back and watching the destruction of these communities. It's not acceptable. And if we don't have enough manpower and we do have to call in the National Guard, then the powers that be should have the guts to do it and let's put a stop to it instead of just standing back and watching people burn, animals burn down their own community. It's, un it's unacceptable. Uh, I guess w what I was trying to get across to them was that... Uh, you know, like in any organization, you know, whether it be uh, the police department or uh, the ACLU or even the clergy, you're always going to have a few people that, uh, you know, are, you know, just, you know, they're, I don't know what you would call them. You can call them a schlep or whatever you want to call them. But, uh, you know, like you have clergy people that molest children and, you know, you have a couple of police officers that, you know. You no, know, you don't have a couple. Sir, please don't insult my intelligence, okay? We have massive police corruption in this community. And we've had a succession of these grotesque episodes. We just had the, the beating death of this alleged drug dealer, Mercado. I mean, are police supposed to be the judge and jury and then carry out the justice and kill people? Is that what law enforcement's all about? See, don't, please don't get sucked into this idea that it's one against the other. It's either the blacks or the police or this. That's not how life works. We have serious, serious problems in law enforcement in this community, in Hialeah and in Miami and other parts of South Florida. And just to say, well, there are a couple of bad apples in any bunch, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable, and somebody has to take the leadership. And every time we have one of these incidents, right away, like with the Mercado case, right away, here's the Hispanic Police Officers Association, and they're out there marching in the streets and protesting because the officers involved in the incident happen to be Hispanic. What the hell difference does it make what their ethnic background is? You know, when somebody kills you, you're just as dead whether they're Anglo or Hispanic or black. Or, it doesn't make any difference what they're all about. Once they kill you, you're dead. So please don't be naive, sir. Don't get sucked into this crap about, well, we got a couple of bad cops. We've got a police situation in this community that is disgraceful, that is out of control. I, I don't live in Miami. I'm not really, I can't say, you know, I'm right there. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in Fort Pierce. In Fort Pierce? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sir. Well, listen, uh, good luck to you. He's in Fort Pierce, and he's telling us we got a couple of bad apples. Mm-hmm. See, here's another guy who's in, mm -hmm. who, you know, believes that life is a talk show. Life is not a talk show, okay? This isn't a question of just some, uh, somebody getting on and opening his mouth and, uh, you know, giving opinions that are all right or all wrong. The bottom line is this is a very complicated mess.
Well, Nick has an interesting line on the screen. I could do the entire rest of the show on that line. He says, since 1980 in this community, every riot or disturbance has been started by a cop's error. That isn't true. The, you know, it, it depends on what you want to call a disturbance. The disturbances on Interstate 95, which went on for months where we had to bring in the Florida Highway Patrol, which weren't in, they weren't in the same setting as a series of fires and lootings and so on, but that certainly was a civil disturbance that had this community in an uproar. That wasn't because of something a policeman did. It's because we had a bunch of barbarian animals out there who were stopping people's automobiles so they could steal their money and destroy their cars. But basically what you say is true. So this isn't something new that we just discovered that we have police excesses in this community. We have a bunch of trigger-happy cops out there. And a lot of them are scared to death. And if they're scared to death, they should go to work in Burdines or something, okay? They shouldn't be police officers. I know they have a thankless job and an almost impossible job, and I wouldn't want it for all the money in the world. And they're grotesquely underpaid, but nobody forces them to get into it. They know it up front, mm -hmm. okay? It's one of those deals where you, you know it mm -hmm. up front. We have a, an ex Well, let's see. We've got to do the break, and then we'll get to him because probably you want to give him a couple of minutes. We have an open line, and you guessed it. It's in Palm Beach, 655-WIOD. If, if you've ever been turned down for a loan because of a negative credit rating or been aggravated with the credit bureaus, then you owe it to me. It's 1114 at WIOD. We have an open line in Boca where somebody dropped off, 278-9463, and we'll go to Overtown. Hello? Yeah. Yes. Hello? Yeah. Hey, man. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the who, who you call an animal in overtime, man? Who is an animal? Yeah, who, you tell me who the animal is, man. Do you want an answer to the question? Yeah, who you call an animal overtime? Just gonna, explain that to me. I will if you'll be quiet and listen. It's not just in overtime. It's anywhere. People who go into the streets and take out their anger or alleged anger or seize an opportunity to uh -huh. sewer this town has turned into. It's good that you bring these kind of things out. I'm a retired New York City detective. I went through all those riots in New York, and they named them, as, as they do this one, a race riot. I don't believe that that cop knew who he was shooting. He just overreacted, and, uh, and he's stupid or whatever, and, and he would have shot his brother if he was driving by on that motorcycle in the dark. I don't believe that uh, that, that cop knew who he was shooting. It's certainly not racial. Uh, in New York, when well, What do you mean it's certainly not racial? How do you know that? Do you really think that that, that, that cop was waiting for a, for a, if that was a white guy I, I, on the you, motorcycle? You want me to give you an honest answer? Yeah. I haven't got any idea. I'm not inside his head. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about his record. You don't know him. You know, this business, again, to go back to what you say about a show, it's, you know, you can go on the air if you want to do this, you know, with all these instant experts who have an, an answer for everything within 25 minutes of it happening. I don't have the answers. I don't know what he was thinking about. Maybe he was scared to death. Maybe the guy on a motorcycle made some kind of threatening comment or gesture. I don't know. Okay? But what I'm saying is he wouldn't. But so far, I haven't seen any evidence. Black. How do you know that? Well, you, you have to have a bit of sense. Well, you, you, say, you say you have to have a bit of sense. Anybody. Do you think that the cops that that killed Arthur McDuffie had sense? No, but I don't think they killed him because he was black. No, of course not. If he but, I mean, I was, you know, I was involved in these kind of riots, and uh, and the cops were as scared as the people. And uh... well, then, listen, if they're scared, then they shouldn't be there. They should, like I said, should be opening up a bread hot dog stand on a street corner somewhere and go find a nice easy job. Uh. Okay, sir, have a nice day while you ponder the situation. It's 1119 at WIOD. 
And we have an open line in Broward, 524-9463. Now, see, it's, it's very unusual that we should get that call. For example, it's obvious that the black kid who called before had no idea who I am or what this program's all about or anything about anything because the people in Overtown and Liberty City are not listening to this radio station. They're listening to WEDR, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or to Hot 105 That's or Power correct. 96. They're not listening to no. these programs. No way. Miami, hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Neil. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, wanted to call yesterday. I couldn't get through to you and Steve. Uh, how you doing today? Good show. Hello? What, what can we do for you, sir? Yeah, listen, I thought I had a good scoop for you yesterday. I, I wanted to talk to some of the fellows that work here that live in Liberty City and over town. I wanted to get their opinion on what happened. It gave me a new perspective on the whole situation. I just wanted to relate it to you because I only saw a small article in the Herald about it. I asked them what they thought of uh, one of the fellows getting killed on a motorcycle. And uh, a fellow told me, he says, he was trash. He was a douchebag. He was up dealing drugs a half hour before that in Liberty City. And that his M.O. was right around in his motorcycle. So the cops can't catch him. Well, uh, you saw, so in other words, you assume that the police officer who shot him knew that? Is that what no, you're no, saying? No, Assuming I, that it's wait, true, which I have no reason to do. Wait, I just want to say this one thing. I just don't want the, the whole community to jump the gun like they did with Neville Johnson until they hear all the situation. Nobody's well, what, do you, what do you mean you don't want the whole community to jump the gun? They already did. Well, they already did. They, they had no facts. They had no concept, really, of what happened, except maybe those who immediately were in the area and saw it themselves. These other people didn't have any... Don't you understand that the people who are committing all these barbaric acts, they're, they're not doing it as a response to the shooting. They're using that, that as an excuse. Oh, definitely. I agree with that. But Every the time there's another the excuse, you don't go out and, and loot somebody's store and steal $80,000 worth of food because you're mad that somebody got shot. Oh, no, that's just an excuse. You do that because you're a barbaric animal. Right, you gotta start. The Herald came out today and showed this guy was arrested two years ago, 90 pounds of marijuana at the airport. He's a convicted felon. So, what Nobody's about him? So, does that mean that we shoot him in the head? I'm not saying it. That's one part and parcel, but I haven't heard. All I've heard is a joyriding young man, not a convicted felon. Yeah. Okay? Let's call. What he is, what he is, okay? They're Sir, it doesn't make any difference what you call him. The bottom line is he is dead. He didn't, wasn't shot because he was committing any grotesque crime other than speeding 60 miles an hour on a motorcycle that we know of. And the other party who's dead is dead because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, just amazing, and this is what disturbs me. Every time you try to have one of these discussions, it's another reason that I'm glad that most of the time we don't do these kind of shows, mm-hmm. is because you've got all these mavens out there, man, all these instant experts. You've got all the answers, and they've got it all analyzed. You, pal, you don't have any idea what you're talking about, okay? It's so more com- so like much more complex. the guy who complex. asked me, did, did the cop shoot him because he was black? How the hell do I know? But are we supposed to assume that it's just a series of coincidences that Arthur McDuffie was black and Neville Johnson was black and this guy was black. Just a series of coincidences. And is it also just a coincidence that we can almost never convict a cop in this town on anything, no matter what they do? Rarely do we ever convict a cop. Something got to be wrong in that. I mean, we got so much police corruption here, it's difficult to tell the law-abiding people from the cops other than which ones are wearing the uniform. And sometimes even that doesn't tell you. It's 11.23, I guess it would be 26 past 11 at WIOD. Steve's guest this afternoon, a Reverend Carlton Coleman 
of the New Providence Missionary Baptist Church. And uh, some other guests still pending, and they'll obviously be discussing the ongoing mm -hmm. disturbances in our community. You know, disturbance? again, disturbances, yeah. yeah, riots, disturbances, civil disobedience, whatever you want to call it, makes no difference whatsoever. Look like riots to it's me. Still, yeah, it still amounts to the same thing. Okay, so that'll be coming up an in-depth discussion with some of the people who obviously live in these areas and are familiar with the areas. Uh, one of the additional brilliant things to go back to that aberrant call we had about ten, fifteen minutes ago. Uh, this morning, they. Um, started fires in a church in their own community. That's so right. you see, when you get angry, you burn down your own businesses and you burn your churches. And No question about it, pal. This is definitely the way to solve the problem. Mm. It works every time, doesn't it? Now, you have USA Today there. I wasn't going to say anything about this, but it really frosts me. I wouldn't have said anything except for the fact that T. Willard Fair has an interview on the op-ed page. He also showed up, unfortunately, on this station yesterday. T. Willard Fair is an avowed black racist who hates white folks. T. Willard Fair bragged in my show many years ago that as a young man in his community, when he worked in the kitchen of a restaurant, he used to spit in the soup to get even with the honkies. T. Willard Fair was quoted several years ago when we had the last major riots in um, Overtown in 1982 after the Neville Johnson shooting. Uh, he was shown in the newspaper in the Herald the next day playing golf out on the golf course. When he was asked why he wasn't there in a the community, he said, oh, they got it under control. They're, meaning meaning that the things that were going on, the disturbances and the fire, were the right solution to the problem. He says, they'll take care of it. They're doing the right thing. And he's being quoted. See, that's another problem in this community. we got about a half a dozen of these chronic regular spokesmen. You know, this one is a spokesman for the black community. Mr. Kunst is a spokesman for the gay community. And all these other chronic people who keep popping up in the media. And they're not spokesmen for anybody. So it's interesting that a pub national publication like USA Today would ferret out someone as distasteful as Mr. Fair to be a responsible spokesperson under these circumstances. Although I notice his comments have tempered somewhat over the years, but... Um, yeah, and I don't see... You're right, you know, I don't see uh, Steve Clark here. I keep looking at no, all these We uh, haven't seen hide nor hear Nothing. of Mr. Clark or any of the Magnificent Nine, the Metro Commission. Now, the last time I checked, I could be wrong, but the last time I checked, Overtown and Liberty City and Coconut Grove were all in Dade County. Now, maybe that's changed... Maybe we have something new that happened while we were doing all that frivolous, uh, lighthearted stuff. and we miss I don't think so. I think they're still in Dade County, and I don't see the Metro Commission or the county manager uh, involved in these things in any way, shape, or form. But par for the course. Maybe Steve is uh, breaking a bottle of champagne over a boat somewhere. He's very good at that. That's his area of expertise, Mr. Clark. Uh, Miami, hello. Hello? Yes. Yes, how are you doing, Neil? Okay. Uh, it's funny, you were just mentioning about Steve Clark, where he is the commissioner. Reminds me of Ferrer when he was skiing during the McDuffie riots. Yeah. Instead of being down here where he belonged. Mm -hmm. And uh, this 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 been going on for a long time now, for many years. Going back to 1980, when we had to put through the police department so many people for affirmative action because of the fe the federal investigation that was going to come down because of the McDuffie riots. And this is just a byproduct of all the people that had to be pushed through the system so Miami looked good yep. the, in front of federal eyes. That is correct. There's a lot of truth in that. You know, and, and now we're paying the consequences, you know. And uh, I myself, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm disabled, I'm blind, and I run a snack bar in downtown Miami. Instead of working to, to provide for my family today, I gotta stay home because 
I have to be scared of what might happen because I have no way to getting out of there if something does happen. Yeah. You know, and uh, instead of, you know, you're talking about the Super Bowl. Hell, we won't get a Super Bowl until the next century. Never see it again mm-hmm. here. Never, get ever one. see it again. Never. You know, I guarantee you, you know. Uh, and there are a few things in life that are absolutely certain, but this is one you could bet every dime on that you've got that mm-hmm. you will never see a Super Bowl played here again. Never. Mm. That's for sure. You know, this is an opportunity that we had, a golden opportunity to really change the image in the eyes of other people. Yep. And uh, and we blew it. I mean, this is absolutely, we've blown it. Not as a community, as a whole. I mean, you know, there's, there's no fingers to be pointed at because every time you point, there's three fingers pointing at you. Yeah. You know, and uh, as a community, as a whole, we suck. You, you got know, it. We really blew it. You summed it up in one word. We suck. Two words. Okay, good luck to you, my friend. Thank you. 1131 at WIOD. We have an open line in Dade. 751-9463. Miami, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Neil. Yeah. Hi, I called because I'm pretty angry about the situation as you are. And I only hope that the person in Overtown is listening right now. Because, in my opinion, there is never excuse for violence. And I can't understand how these people could express their anger in such a destructive way to themselves. One of the things that makes me the angriest is I keep hearing a lot of these pseudo-intellectual calls on talk shows. I heard some yesterday and then some last night from people who are trying to say what they're doing is wrong, but it's understandable. Mm -hmm. It is not not, not understandable. It is not acceptable human behavior. You know, I'm a social worker, and I deal with a lot of people. I sometimes take routes through Overtown, through neighborhoods that I hope my parents aren't listening because they wouldn't like to hear me say this. And people don't need to make changes in in their lives themselves. You can't expect other people to help you to, you know, to uh, make excuses that the Nicaraguans are coming in and that that's a good reason. These people want to work. That's more than this person who called can you know, say. You know, it's, it's amazing, but until we had that episode two days ago, I didn't hear a word about any complaints about the Nicaraguans were coming in and getting jobs for five bucks an hour. Nobody was talking about that in any of the talk shows. I didn't hear anything about that. And now all of a sudden that's another convenient excuse to try to somehow in some cockeyed, warped way justify the barbaric behavior. You know, there is no reason that the barbaric behavior is going on other than the fact, as many have said, including some of the black leaders in the community, that every time we have another tragic incident, it's the same groups of animals who get out there and exploit the situation and do the same things, the same chronic sick behavior over and over. They're not only hurting themselves, but they're hurting their entire communities. And if Martin Luther King was alive today, he would be turning in his grave on his birthday that people had to act that way. I think it's very sad. Okay. Well, take care, Neil. Thanks a lot. Bye. Here's a uh, quote out of USA Today national newspaper from Annie Gooden, 28, a divorced, unemployed mother of two who lives in Overtown. This is the quote. The only way we get any attention is when some of us loot and destroy and tear up our neighborhood. She says that uh, the area has been ignored for too long. Isn't that brilliant? Annie, Mm -hmm. you're a real genius, a brain surgeon. And let me just say this to you. Why couldn't the very same people, if if they really are doing these things, and I don't believe it, but if they're really doing these things because they're distraught over this latest episode, police excess and a killing and so on, a guy on a motorcycle, why is it they don't all get together in buses or in automobiles or in vans 
and go down to Dinner Key, go down yeah. to City Hall and march and protest and do sit-ins and do things that are not violent, okay? That's what Martin Luther King preached, nonviolent protest, and all right? Wouldn't that he get was, attention? He and his folks weren't busy setting people's cars on fire and dragging people out of cars and trying to kill them. That isn't how they accomplished anything. And as far as the moron with his honky crap, you ought to go see Mississippi burning and rediscover that the two Jewish white people who were murdered, two of the three, were white and Jewish, the civil rights marchers. Mm -hmm. That the president and the attorney general who are responsible for more civil rights legislation and reform than any time in the history of this country were white, Irish Catholics. But don't confuse people with the facts, see? Because we're all honkies, and they're all niggers, and all this other crap. I mean, it's pathetic. I mean, if you can't graduate, if you can't get beyond that point of mental process, then you're pathetic. It's 11.35 at WIOD, and we'll be right It's 11.52 at WIOD. As uh, we're speaking, the Miami City Commission is having an emergency meeting, mm -hmm. and uh, CNN is carrying it live, so some of you want to watch and listen at the same time. Um, Maybe they can fill us in on what's going on, right? Yeah. But uh, it is being televised on CNN. As we continue making uh, headlines around the world, showing our best feet. Right? <laughs> it's, it's really, it just, uh, it's mind-boggling. I have to laugh a little bit or I'll cry. Yeah. Okay, Hollywood, hello. Yes, sir, Neil Rogers. Yes. If we didn't have Super Bowl week, would you expect... Suarez be walking down the middle of the street during a riot with the national. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm not going to. I, I, you know, I think Mr. Suarez is incompetent. I think he's basically a good guy. I, I think he's a decent person. I think he's in way over his head. But I, I don't think he was there because cameras were rolling. I think mm -hmm. he was there because he, uh, at least he was there, which is more than I can say for uh, Mr. Clark and some of these other people. I don't know where they were. Yes, sir, that is true. Because uh, it seems like they're pointing like a commission to look in it real quick when it seems like the other riots, they really pay attention now. You mentioned that scene. Well, there's no question that because the entire world media is in town, that they're, they're under yeah. enormous uh, microscopic inspection and under tremendous duress to do something as quickly as possible. No question about that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and by the way, right in line with that, you know as well as I do, and not too many people have talked about this, that one of the reasons that the perpetrators of these acts continue doing what they're doing is because they know that the cameras are rolling. Mm -hmm. I was saying to Glenn during one of the breaks earlier that it reminds me of the riots that they were having in Tehran years ago when the hostages were being held there. And while the cameras from the U.S. and all over the world were rolling, all of these Iranian students were marching and chanting and screaming and shouting, and they had the hankies they were waving in the placards. And the reporters told us that every time the cameras would stop rolling... They would then go about their business, and they were eating uh, hot dogs from vendors who were selling food on the streets, and they were laughing mm -hmm. and having a good time, and they were just posturing for the cameras. So these animals in Overtown Liberty City and wherever else they're waiting in the, in the lurch, they know that the world media is here, and, man, they're going to get on television, see? Yes, yeah, sir, you're right. They're doing the same thing over in Tripoli every time they turn on the cameras. Yep, that's mm -hmm. correct. Every single time. Yeah, my girlfriend, listening to you, in their 10 to 11 hour, about... When you went on really letting it out, yep. she hates your show, but she agreed with you. Okay. It's pretty... Well, nothing, nothing's perfect. Yes. Yeah, lots of times she doesn't like your opinions, but she agreed with you perfect. Okay. you are right about Fort Lauderdale Beach. Okay, thanks, thanks for your call. It's 1155 at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward, 524-9463, Miami. Hello. Uh, yes. 
I would like to speak to uh, uh, Neil Rogers, please. Speaking. Yes, uh, Neil, I, I would like to say I uh, do uh, agree with what you're uh, talking about because I was down in Coconut uh, Grove about a uh, month and a half ago doing a uh, friend a favor uh, taking him home. I went off the wrong uh, street and I had thought I went over something in my uh, car to make a long uh, story short. A black uh, gentleman uh, came out of uh, nowhere and he asked me if I wanted to buy any crack. I had uh, told him no. And to make a long story short, he pulled a uh, knife out on me and he had said to me, give me uh, money or, or he uh, wanted to uh, knife me. Mm -hmm. And I, was, I do live in uh, North Miami Beach. I live with my uh, grandmother. I take uh, care of her. And obviously I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I gave him $20 for him to leave me alone. I don't, I wasn't raised in a place where, you know, where uh, people fight with uh, knives and uh, things of that nature. Make well, well, you better, so you better uh, come into the real world because that's, that's what the cities of America are all about. I understand what you're saying, I mean, Unless you want to go out and live in, um, in uh, Pahokee, well, no, that's not a good example either. They've got a lot of rednecks up there who are not too, I can't, I can't think of too many places anymore where you can get away from it, you know? Yeah. Used to be, you go out in the country somewhere, you get away from it. Not, not so much anymore. There's no place to run. Oh, sure, you are uh, so right, Neil. But to make a long story short, as I was getting back in my car, he he, he uh, pulled off my gold uh, necklace. I called up the uh, police department when I uh, came home, and the uh, damn cops didn't uh, do anything. And I just think it's a damn shame. I am very angry at the city of uh, Miami. They have to pull people over for uh, giving people speeding uh, tickets. But the meanwhile, they don't go after these, pardon me, these assholes that go after uh, robbing, doing uh, drugs and things of that nature. And I just wanted to call to uh, thank you for uh, bringing this out in the open because I just think that the uh, people around here should know what the hell's uh, going on. Mm -hmm. Okay, I appreciate your call. Yesterday I started uh, getting into something and then we got sidetracked on another topic, but the thing about jails and the people in this community, like most places in the country, mm -hmm. don't want a jail or a prison built anywhere within uh, shouting distance of where they live, and as a result, we don't have enough uh, prison cells to go around, and we, we just cannot put away all the people who need to be behind bars. At least that's the convenient excuse that we have for not going out in regular sweeps every single day in Dade Broward and the, probably in Palm Beach as well, and rounding up these barbarians who stand on street corners making a living, making easy bucks by destroying other people's lives by peddling them every substance that's ever been invented. And, of course, uh, the excuse, the, one of the stories we keep hearing is, well, you know, uh, we're not the ones who are the kingpins. We're not the ones bringing it in. We're just, you know, that's a lot of crap, okay? Nobody can force you to be involved in peddling drugs unless you want to do it, unless you discover that it's a very easy way to make a big buck dishonestly, and it's a lot easier than going out and getting an honest job and making something out of your life. And we got it on every street corner you can imagine, man, all through Overtown and Liberty City and parts of the Grove, mm -hmm. and other parts of South Florida. And certainly up in Broward, we got plenty of it in the city of Fort Lauderdale and in Lauder Hill, right there on Broward Boulevard. Uh, there are convenience stores between my house and I-95 where a couple of times I've gone in to get a newspaper or whatever, or gone with a friend and stopped to have him get a pack of cigarettes and uh, immediately approached mm -hmm. to buy some crack or whatever mm -hmm. else variety of stuff that he had on him at the time. And that's Broward. Oh, yeah. Just mention that in passing. Oh, it's, it's not. Hey, listen, you people in Broward County that think, well, you know, this is down there in Miami. Man, you're living in a dream you world. You sure are. You're out of your mind. Out of your mind. 
Anyway, we're out of time for this hour. I will mention again that uh, Steve will have a panel of local individuals who are in one way or another connected with what is going on, at least with what's happening in Overtown and Liberty City. One of them, Reverend Carlton Coleman of the New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, which is located at 7th Avenue and 53rd Street. That'll be coming up on the Steve Kane Show at 2. News right now. It's 12.05 at WIOD. We're back for hour number three. And again, we are not, uh, you know, this isn't what we usually do anymore. I no. haven't done this kind of show in many, many a moon, but... Um, to sit down and try to be uh, laughing and joking no. and uh, doing that kind of stuff the last two days, forget it. just is not possible, okay? No. And it wouldn't be appropriate. It wouldn't make any sense. Not at all. So anyway, moving right along as uh, we continue whistling our happy song, let's go to uh, Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes. Is this Neil? Yes, sir. Neil, I've, I've been on since before the news, and I, I hope you give me a little chance to uh, spread some light in this darkness that I've been hearing coming over the radio for the past uh, half hour. Your caricatures of the people in uh, Overtown and other places as animals is something that I find very offensive, and I, and I don't understand how... Uh, you can uh, meet you know, those kinds of expressions. It's fascinating to me that you're, you know, you hear what you want to hear. I said that the people who are engaged in this kind of aberrant behavior are animals and barbarians. This, and I all, sir, I say, sir, I let me finish at least one sentence, okay? Right. And I also said that the people I feel the sorriest for are the majority of the people who live in Overtown and Liberty City, who are decent law-abiding people who live in a constant state of terror fearing for their lives and safety because of these same barbarians that is what i said no these barbarians that that that, that you speak of are people who are locked out of the mainstream of the community oh, yeah. in in, here in, we go. in in the, yeah. in in the united states here mm. who are taken advantage of and who are not uh, given avenues to the proper kinds of education. Uh -huh. oh, oh, wait, wait a minute. They're not given. They're not given the proper kinds of. Sir, I'm shocked. Sir, what are you talking about? They're not giving the proper. Sir, I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Because you don't want to have a conversation. You want to make a speech. We don't do speech. The only speeches on this show are by the host, okay? What line is this guy on? Was he on one? Are you there? Hello. Now wait a minute. Hold on. I don't even know where he was now. What line was he on? Okay, Nick is doing his own show in there. I have no idea. Uh, on two? Are you there? No, there's someone else. Okay, well, this is good. We'll just put him on hold. How about three? Hello? No, that's no. not him either. Okay, well, evidently he's gone. Because I'm sure it was on a Dade County line, wasn't it? Yeah. He's gone. I put him on hold, but he uh, hung up because he just wanted to make a speech and ramble on. Don't give me this tragic song and a dance, pal about how these people don't get a proper education and are locked out of the mainstream, et cetera, and so on. Just another convenient excuse to burn and loot and rob and terrorize and abuse and behave like barbarians, okay? So please spare me the pain of trying somehow to rationalize totally unacceptable behavior. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to make the unacceptable acceptable. And it's not going to wash here, okay? So save your breath. Pembroke Pines, hello. Hello, Neil. Yeah. Instead of the gateway to South America, it's got to be called the Beirut of the Western world. Well, that's pretty close. It's it's, we're getting there. It's exactly the way it started in Beirut. Lebanon had the same problem. It was a beautiful community. 
It was warm in the winter time, and uh, had money. Everything was there, and all of a sudden, tragedy struck because of this kind of mentality. And if we don't learn from history, we're in trouble. Well, we're not learning from history, sir. We're not learning a damn thing. This. This episode keeps repeating itself in this community every couple of years, over and over and over again. We're not learning a damn thing from history. Now, how do you feel about the media on this? Are they, are they playing it the right way? What, what way do you want Instead them to play? Instead of just reporting it. Well, they seem to be editorializing a lot. In, not, what, in what respect? What do you want them to say? Uh, well, like the, the, the gentleman that you just had on a couple before who... who not educated, can't get jobs. That's a lot of nonsense. He, well, he, what does that have to do with the media? I don't know that they don't play it the same way. Well, I mean, the Herald, as I said before, the Herald has this pathetic page 13 today where they, uh, you know, promises that the public haven't all been kept, strides yes, were mean. made, but you need a magnifying glass to see them, and they talk about all the problems that exist. I understand that, but that isn't any great revelation. We know about those things, but what has that got to do with, with what the kind of behavior that's been going on? But when they, when they say those things, they dilute the problem. They, 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 they say... They give me the idea, well, maybe they are uneducated. Maybe they, they have to do this. That's nonsense. They don't have to do these things. You're right. They should have a mark. No, it's not a question of they don't have to. They must not. This is not acceptable. And that's one of the problems in this permissive society that we live in, where we stand back and we just let people go crazy and we say, well, you know, there must be some reason for it. It isn't acceptable, okay? And people who want to do these things have got to be locked up and got to be kept away. And if they want to continue doing them, then let's, let's open up the Chrome Detention Center or find someplace in the Everglades and put the barbarians out there in wire, you know, and keep them away from people who want to behave like human beings. Not a bad way to go. Okay, I appreciate your call. And, and, and any more of you that, you know, I'm willing to listen to all reasonable opinions and have exchanges with people who want to discuss but if you think you're going to call in here and try to somehow rationalize this behavior and make apologies and excuses for it and give me a big cry and song and a dance about these poor poor people these poor kids who just you know have been locked out from society and don't have a decent education they got the same education as their neighbors do okay and I'm not saying that all of our schools, that schools in black neighborhoods are as same as schools in Coral Gables or Coral Springs, because that wouldn't be true. It would be a lie. But Rome wasn't built in a day, okay? And it isn't going to happen overnight. In addition to which, a lot of the teachers who are teaching in those schools haven't got any more business being in a school, even being janitors in those schools, okay? Some of them are downright illiterate and are perpetuating the stereotypes. But when people don't have any priority on getting an education, you know, there's an old cliche, and I hate cliches, but there's one that's very true. You get out of something, whatever you want to put into it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to put any effort into getting an education and into learning some kind of a trade or making yourself some kind of a useful human being, then you're certainly not going to get anything out of it because nobody is going to hand it to you, baby. Nobody is going to hand it to you. The old chip-on-a-shoulder routine, man. It, it, you know, chip on one shoulder and a ghetto blaster on the other. That doesn't solve the problem. That doesn't do it. It's 12 minutes past noon at WIOD. If you, but anyway, life goes on. It's 12.14 at WIOD, the Neil Rogers Show, and uh, Steve will be along at 2 with a panel of uh, local individuals who are going to discuss the ongoing saga. I'm, I don't have a crystal ball, so I'm not going to make any predictions. I did not do it yesterday, although, quite frankly, I was shocked. Yeah. That it did break out again. Yeah. Especially to such a degree. I guess I must be very naive. But I thought that the police presence and the increased presence uh, would be such that it would preclude it.
But unfortunately, it wasn't because the local politicians, I think their main consideration was, well, we got the Super Bowl, we got all the worldwide media here, let's not call in the National Guard and let's not, you know, let's just hope the school of wishful thinking and it didn't work out. So what is going to be the posture tonight? Yeah, that's a good question. <clears throat> because you would think, you see, somebody made a real good point. I don't, I don't recall who, who said this on the air, but somebody made an excellent point. And you can be furious immediately after a tragic episode like the shooting of this kind of motorcycle takes place. You can be furious about that. But then, 24, 28 hours later, to suggest that you're still furious, I'm sorry, I just don't buy that. No. I mean, if you're one of the relatives, if you're one of the immediate family, a handful of friends, maybe half a dozen, a dozen, 20 people, I can understand that. But the idea that there are hundreds of these people most of whom probably didn't even know this person, who are furious to the point where they're going out and burning and just out of control, a day later, I don't mm -hmm. buy it. Mm -hmm. So if what happens two days later, people will buy it even less. Yeah, has nothing to do with it. If it happens again. Maybe the uh, National Guard could be part of the big halftime show at the Super Bowl on Sunday. Well, you make a joke, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> well, let, let's hope that they don't have yeah. to be, but I'm... Okay, 1216 at WIOD. And let, let me just make this comment in general, not to anybody in particular, but just in general. If there are any of the people in this community who can't handle reality, who can't handle the truth, then, you know, go back and stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and don't, don't bother me, okay? Just go away. Because if you think after 13 long, tedious years in this community of having lived through all of this, through the 80 riots and the Marielle Boatlift and the 82 riots and all of the other insanity that has gone on here. The 84 riots. The drug crisis mm. that is a never-ending, ongoing situation. The political turmoil. All of the ethnic insanity. I mean, we've got to start being people and stop being ethnic entities. Just like, the, it reminds me of when Johnny Jones got caught with his hand in the gold uh, faucet. You remember that? Sure. And right away, all these people running out. Oh, gee, it's a racist thing. He's black, you know. Oh. I mean, he was caught with the goods, baby. I mean, he was just, uh, he, he betrayed his own people. He did a number on the whole community, but especially on the black community. He did a notorious number. Just like the thing with the beating of Mercado. You know, the Hispanic Police Officers Associations out there. You know, it, what difference does it make what his ethnic background is? Don't we have a, a system of justice in this country? Let's go uh, back to the calls. Miami, hello. Yes, Neil. Yeah. Yes, um, I stay far from Liberty City. As being a black man, you know, it really hurts you to see what they're doing to the neighborhood. You got innocent people in there, you know, and it's hard, you know, to do things. And number one, I was looking on TV the other night. This, this lady was hollering and said, oh, they got my husband. He's out, he was out there looting, you know, whatever. Why can't they keep him home? The kids, they go out in the street at night. They loot and loot. As soon as they get arrested, they run down the street yelling, oh, my baby, baby. Let him go. Yeah. And that really hurts me. Mm -hmm. you know? I can't understand why. You know, that just tears me apart. I can't well, you know, first of all, the family structure is virtually non-existent in many of these communities. Mm -hmm. And that's another whole area which I touched on yesterday, but we could go in today. We could spend the whole rest of the program. I'm not going to do it. Uh -huh. But all of these 14- and 15-year-old girls who are having welfare babies, right. uh, that, that's another whole deal, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the problem is where you've got, you know, 15- and 16-year-old kids who are six foot two and six foot three, uh -huh. and you've got a mother who's five foot two and weighs 95 pounds. All right. And there's no father figure. You really think that she's going to be able to discipline those kids? 
Yes, I understand that. Total but, lack of but, control. But, Neil, like you said, if they can, I, I feel like if they can spend their money on these Ron DMC concerts, they can go there. Why can't they organize themselves, uh, whoever these black community leaders are, and organize something and go down to the city hall? Exactly. Why don't, we have, why don't we have thousands of people demonstrating with placards and chanting and marching and doing the kind of thing that Martin Luther King uh, advocated and participated in? I mean, why, why aren't they doing that? I mean, that got results. Sure. Yeah, they, they want that to go got to... the attention of the media. That got to the attention of the government, including the federal government. Why aren't they doing that? You know, I, I'm tired of hearing people keep saying, well, we're not a part of the system. You can only be a part of the system if you inject yourself into it. That's what you got If you do. want to keep operating on the periphery of reality, then you're always going to be on the outside. You're never going to be on the inside. That's right. You just got to get organized. You can spend your money to go there. Take some time. It's free. Just organize it and go there. You vote these people and they come to your community, vote for me. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You vote them in. They're going to sit back and you respect them and do everything. Why don't we just get off our behind and go there and take care of our own problems? Stop still writing, shooting, and all this unnecessary stuff. Here. Okay. Appreciate hearing from you. Okay, now. 20 minutes past noon at WIOD. There's an open line in Dade, 751-9463. Miami, hello. Hello. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I, I just wondered. You made a statement earlier about... Um, people in Liberty City and over time not listening to WIOD. Well, I'm sure there are some, but I think the majority are probably listening. If they are listening to a radio, I would think the majority are listening to WEDR. At least that's what Mayor Suarez thought yesterday because uh, he went over to the station and uh, went on the air to make an appeal to them. Oh, I just wondered because I needed you to clarify that because I was wondering if it was a comment uh, regarding, you know, if you were sort of No, not at all. It's just that, you know, in in Detroit it was the same way. There are uh, two or three stations in Detroit that are black-oriented, that the black community, just like we have uh, stations that Hispanics listen to primarily in this community. It's not a knock, it's just a fact. Oh, I really just wondered because, you know, I would have taken offense to that. So I just wanted you to clarify that. Well, it was not intended to be offensive. It was just uh, an admission of truth. I mean, I would, you know, I'd like to uh, delude myself into believing that everybody in the world is sitting glued to this show right now, but I know that that's not true. Oh, okay. Okay. That's all I needed. Thank you. 21 past noon at WIOD. We have an open line in Broward at 524-9463. Miami, hello. Neil. Yeah. How you doing today? Okay. I'm 100% behind you, brother. Um... You're not going to believe this. I went over to 62nd Ave and around 22nd Street to a company I represent. They're selling furniture on the streets, man. Yeah. I, I oh, yeah, I, I, saw, I, I couldn't the, believe it. I saw chairs and there was a sofa out on the street. No, I they got a couch over there for something like $75. Yeah. And it's got a, It's brand new, man. It's, it had to come out of that furniture store about three streets over. Yeah. So somebody called the cops. I don't know if they're going to go over there. I mean, or not. it's better than a flea market, man. Just going over, they got some fantastic <laughs> bargains for you there. You may not live to, you know, take it home, but a hell of a deal. No, it's a, it's it's a, it's a shame. I, I got a lot of friends. Oh, I, I didn't. I was going to tell you this earlier, and I forgot about it. the guy who delivered the meat uh, that got beat up pretty bad. Yeah, he got a broken jaw and everything. He said that he pulled up there, man, and it was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and he kept telling the people, you know. I didn't do nothing to you, and they just kept beating on him, man. Mm. And they stole his truck, his meat, and everything. Yeah. And now... And I'm, and I'm sure he's really a big part of the problem, right? Well, I'm listen sure he to has, this. He has a lot to do with all the grievances that these people have got. No, what, what the whole bad thing is now, 
them old people over there, because I got a guy that works for me, he's black, a lot of them old people can't drive, so they would go over to that market to buy their food. The guy who owns the company called them and said, you can eat dirt before we deliver over there anymore. Yeah. And they're not delivering over there. Now they, now they shut themselves down. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's, that's why all these people who want to call and try to sugarcoat this or make excuses or explanations, and by doing so, encourage a repetition of it, they're really doing themselves a grotesque disservice because these animals are destroying their own community, and if people want to live in those kind of conditions, well, more power to them, but I don't think that most of those people do. I really, I can't believe it. I, I don't, I didn't like Channel 7 because Channel 7 was more or less playing it down last night. I don't... You know, maybe I just caught a, a, a spot where they were saying... Well, they may have been playing it... Let, let me say this to you. They may have been playing it down, but they were sure giving it a hell of a lot more coverage. You're giving out a lot more information than all the other local channels yeah. put together. Well, well, we're behind you, man. I don't, know what, I don't know how you could be behind anybody on this, though, because there's nothing we can do, man. Well, the only thing we can do is try to restore some sanity and deal with the problems instead of sweeping them under the carpet and get the rotten police out of the police force and, and clean that mess up that we got over there instead of just paying it lip service until the next election. Yeah. All right, brother. Okay. Bye. 24 past noon at WIOD. There's an open line in Dade at 751-9463. It's interesting. I hear some little sound effects from around the building, like I heard about 10 minutes ago, you know, people who were um, either mocking or whatever they're doing, what uh, I'm doing on the air here today. Yeah. And that's fine. You can continue being mindless morons all of your lives. That's fine. No problem. Or we can bring back, um, you know, the, the board op they used to do the show in midday. That's okay, too, all right? Now, I've heard... I'm, not, I'm not doing this to be dramatic here yesterday and today. I'm doing it because I, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm sitting there at the racetrack last night. I'm turning on the TV and watching all of this, and Seven did do a really incredibly yes, good job. Did. And I, I'm sick to my stomach. Now, those of you that are, are too stupid to have any feeling about the kind of community you live in or care about the repercussions of what this is going to do to this town for years to come, hey, just stick your head back in the sand, man, and be professional morons all your lives. It's 25 past noon. Hey, it's 1228 at WIOD, and our next call is in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes. Oh, good. Uh, I just want to make a few comments. Uh, I was a police officer in, in Dade County from uh, in the 60s and 70s. Metro? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And uh, I recall in 68, uh, we were at 62nd Street and 17th Avenue. We couldn't move into the city limits at the time because of a problem with jurisdiction. And once the uh, governor uh, decided to allow Metro in there, Miami did need the assistance. We moved in, and, and mostly we were going from storefront uh, to storefront and talking with uh, the citizens there, more or less to try to just keep peace. Yep. Uh, I can't help but forget or remember that uh, the people kept saying, they were all saying the same thing, that they didn't want the riots, that they, you know, they, they were for us. They were, they were behind us. They... Uh, would do anything they could. They, we set up a line where they could call and they could give us tips on uh, problems that were uh, about to start or uh, yeah. the rumors that they had heard and so forth. And, uh, you know, it, it goes back to, the I think, the point that you made uh, several times today. It's, it's not just, it's not the people that live there. It's not the, the majority of the people who live there. It's just, it's, it's the same uh, percentage or the same minority of people that live there in the 60s that are there now in the 80s and, and probably into the 90s that are causing these problems. Uh, the 1970s, in 1970, with the uh, the problem with the uh, the rotten meat there at the, uh, the pick and pay, uh, we were out there for like 12 hours, and 
the, the riot started with, with the, the rocks and the bottles coming from the teenagers, not from the people that were yeah. having the actual problems buying the meat and, and being overcharged for their, for their checks and so forth. It wasn't the law-abiding citizens that lived there. It was, it was the thugs and the punks. I don't know what the answer is. It just seems to me that it's more of a, a, of a rehearsed, learned criminal activity. Yeah. yeah, it's always there just waiting to happen, waiting for an excuse to turn it loose. And as soon as we have a convenient excuse, uh, here it goes again. Exactly. It's always there. It's always simmering underneath. And it's, uh, you know, and until these people are, it's made very clear to them that it's socially unacceptable and the most stringent measures are going to be taken, it's going to keep repeating itself over and over again. Well, I believe that the people understand that. I believe it's, just, it's that small minority that, uh, now, you know, you can look at the 80s riots, uh, the, the, the ones in 1980 when there were 18 people killed. I, I think that's a different situation. You had people that were yeah, but uh, it's a matter. It's a matter of degree. It's, it's a, matter a matter of degree. degree. I mean, thank God we're not having that happen again. People it's, aren't getting dragged out of their cars and having their brains gouged out. Their, but it's just a matter of degree. They're not right. Not having their tongues cut out. They're not having all slicks laid down in intersections and cars going sideways through it. I agree yeah. with you. Uh, the thing that happened in Overtown, uh, you can't say it was an isolated incident. Uh, what happened? What the police officer did? From what I've read. I, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it's it happened and it's going to continue to happen. Uh, well, what do you mean it's going to continue to happen? Why does it have to continue to happen? Well, there, there's been corruption in law enforcement in Dade County. We're not talking about corruption. We're talking about trigger happy cops. Trigger why, happy why do we cop. have to have people uh, killing on... killing folks who are committing traffic violations? You're, you were talking about corruption before. I'm just I'm just just agreeing with you in that that respect. Uh, there's always been trigger-happy cops in Dade County. There's trigger-happy cops in, in, in every state in this country. I don't know what the answer is. I, I feel like that Dade County has the, the, one of the, if not the finest, uh, police academy or training facility in the country. I don't know if there's any answer to how you can uh, uh, predict what a person is going to do in that situation. I'm a Vietnam vet. Uh, I'm an ex-police officer. Uh, I must say that there were times when I was afraid on the streets. I think that's only normal. Uh, I feel like that a lot more can be done in the police academies and the training facilities these days to, to look for that, for that particular uh, uh, weakness in a person, uh, whether or not he is going to react uh, the wrong way under a stressful situation. But I don't know what the answer is for that. No, I don't, I don't have any of the answers for any of it, but one of the things that's got to happen first is that this is all going to stop, okay? It's got to okay. stop, and it can't be permitted to happen again. And if they have to send in every police unit from every uh, from every municipality in Dade County and the National Guard, if that's what it takes to make sure it doesn't happen again, then they're going to have to do it. You know, I just because, like because the media's are you know we're already all over the world with this. So so no matter what happens from here on in, it really can't have much more. Steve, are you? Yeah, I'm still. Let's on. send a search party out for Mayor Clark <laughs> and see if we can find him somewhere. Uh, my suggestion would be down at the port would be a good idea, Port of Miami, because uh -huh. they christen a lot of ships and things like yeah. that. And he's he's excellent at breaking those bottles, you know, the champagne over the uh, hull of the ship. Okay, we have an ex police officer on seven. Hello. Hello, Steve. No, it's Neil, sir. Neil. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. I just want to know if you uh, heard the uh, what the chief said last night in reference to uh, like letting the people uh, the first night roam around. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I can't. I could understand you in the beginning, but now it's your phone is muffled or your hand is over it or something. What? Yeah. Uh, what what the chief said last night, like uh, letting the people run around the first night free and stuff. Did you get that? 
Let them run around and do what? Uh, just let them run around the first night because it was like a special occasion. Martin yeah, Luther yeah, King. I uh, did say. I what didn't did hear him you, say what because. What did you think about that? Well, I think, obviously, it was wrong. I think they should have gone in there immediately as, as soon as there were signs that we were going to have a, a serious disturbance. And they should have used all the manpower. and They should have done everything in their power to stop it. Because, you know, once you stand back and you watch it, it escalates. Absolutely. I, uh, I really got so ticked off. I told my wife, thank God I'm not in there. You bet. Okay. I just want to let you know that um, if they would have uh, done what you just said, go in there the first night and really clean house, you know, just go in there and arrest the people that were doing it. It's a very dangerous job, but somebody's got to do it. I appreciate the guys that are out there now because I do know the feeling, and uh, God bless them all. And thank oh, you I, I agree with you. You know, I, I have my problems with a lot of police officers, but in this particular case, you're right. I, most of us who have any uh, sanity wouldn't want to change places with what they have to go through. You're right. See you later. Okay. Right. 1246 at WIOD. We have an open line in Boca, 278-9463, 278 WIOD. Opalaka, hello. Yes, uh, I'm. First of all, I would like to uh, tell you that I think you're in rare form today. Uh, I think this is you're excellent in what you're doing today. Well, because I'm fed up. I've had enough of this. Okay, I've had enough of living in a Neanderthal place where we continue being made the laughing stock of the world over and over again. Man, you know, I always kid during that one commercial. We're number one in auto theft. We're number one in venereal disease. We're number one in drugs. Anything that's negative, man, we're number one in it. Yeah. Uh, I'd just like to say, first of all, I was born here 28 years ago in Miami Beach. Uh, I, but many years I've spent also in New York and Brooklyn. I'm an Orthodox Jew. Um, I could tell you that where we live, we're integrated with a lot of black people. And two things. First of all, what, like you said before, I agree with you 100%. Whatever happens, there's no call for doing what they're doing, looting their own houses and burning their own bi places of business and so on. I just, I just fail to understand that instead of doing like, we, like you said before, marching thousands of people towards a courthouse or towards a municipal uh, building or whatever it may be, peacefully, that would, I think, attract a lot more media than what they're doing now and in a more positive manner than what they're doing yeah, right not now. Not only that, but the timing would have been so perfect. I mean, on Martin Luther exactly. King's birthday, exactly. to have yeah. a peaceful protest and say, hey, listen, that's what he did, exactly. and we're going to do the same thing, and we're sick and tired of this, mm -hmm. and we're not going to tolerate police brutality and excess anymore. We're going to, you know, and we're going to be out there and get the media and the cameras going and, and not bring disgrace on the whole area and destroy our own community. But the, the second thing that I just wanted to point out is that I know in Brooklyn, where we live, where we're integrated with a lot of black people and we have we have our share of problems obviously but generally we we always we, there's a lot of people uh, between the orthodox jews there and the blacks who, who constantly are in communication with each other we always iron things out in, in more or less in a peaceful manner there are some small problems sometimes but not nearly anything what happens over here and they have uh, i know the blacks there and a lot of the jews there complain of a lot of problems with police brutality and a lot of problems with racial uh, a lot of racial problems and yet we don't have anywhere near over there in New York, Brooklyn, what goes on over here, like what goes on over there, uh, what goes on, I mean, you just, there's no comparison whatsoever, and, I, and there's a lot more blacks over there, and they have a lot more problems over there, I think, and yet they, we generally live together, and a lot of them are working, and they're doing what they have to do, and I think they're making a life, a life for themselves over there. On, on the other hand, over here, I don't see that, and I can't understand why they can't do the same thing over here. I don't have an answer for you, sir. I have no answers. I, I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. 1240. Now, here's Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio 610 WIOD. Depend on it, you know what I mean? Oh, anyway, it's uh, 105. 
at WIOD. We're back for our fourth and final hour. We'll say this, going by very quickly here today, and um, it was interesting in hearing that story that we just had on the news about uh, the comment that the third night mm-hmm. is usually the quiet. How about that? I didn't know that. Let's hope that that's true, but yeah. I don't. I don't know that um, there's any such predictable pattern that that necessarily mm-hmm. is true. But let's hope that's right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's uh, go back to your calls. We'll go uh, to West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil Glenn. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in West Palm. I'm 28, and uh, generally, I, I spend a lot of time in Miami. Do part of my business down there, and, and you know, I really like the town. It's a mm-hmm. good town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess about a few months ago, my wife, she was always uh, really scared to go down there. And I took her down there. We stayed at the Mayfair house, and we went out to Hialeah one Saturday afternoon to, to the uh, horse races. And uh, you know, she saw a side of Miami that a lot of people don't get to see. And all they hear about is, is like, what's going on now. And it's really just a damn shame. You know, it really is. Um, you know, I was I was sitting here. I'm working at home today, and I was sitting here thinking, this is uh, really a good time for some people to who are in favor of the casinos to start pushing that again, because that might be our only saving grace down here. Sir, let me say this to you: uh, your intentions are great, but you're very naive. Okay, uh, casino gambling. If we live to be 200, you will never see casino gambling in this community. Okay, it makes too much sense. Yeah, also it might bring some crime to the area. Yeah, we certainly don't have and We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And it might, God forbid, bring some tourists and some big bucks to this area and, we, and some conventions and create thousands and thousands of jobs, many of which would be for some of the very uh, same people who are saying that they can't find any jobs, and we certainly don't want to do that. Yeah, it's, just a, it's just a damn shame. What yeah. that see, see, you know, you, you sit here and you look around, even just within the state, and you see a place like Orlando, which used to be just a cow pasture and a bunch of orange groves, right. and you see the incredible job that they're doing up there and growing, and now they're, you know, the Hollywood thing is coming in there. Last time I was up there, they sure. got all these big billboards about Hollywood, too, and the movie mm-hmm. industry is coming in big time to the Orlando area, and Disney's constantly expanding. And it's it's just a miracle what they've done up there. And, of course, Daytona's got all the college kids now and doing a tremendous job. And, and we continue sitting here languishing and uh, continue repeating the same self-destructive behavior over and over again while the politicians tell us that everything's just wonderful. Yeah, I guess it all comes down to just the leadership that we have down here. Yeah, you can't complain about the leadership because there isn't any. Right. <laughs> okay, you have a have good, a good day. one. Bye. Bye. 108 at WIOD, an open line in Palm Beach, 655-9463, 655-WIOD. I don't really remember. I don't, the show we did yesterday, was it, I guess it was very much like this, but mm-hmm. not as heavy. I guess, but I, I haven't done a show like this in so long. This is what and, you were doing um, when, I, when I found well, you. Well, I did it for years, and yeah. I, I really don't enjoy it. I really don't. I mean, I feel compelled to do it because we can't sit here and make jokes today and no. play a lot of stupid songs. But I don't enjoy it because it's such a tremendous drain on your energy, and you realize that, hey, these are the same people, by and large, that you've been talking to for the last 13 years, and if they didn't care 13 years ago or five years ago, they're not going to care now. And it's the same old hack politicians. You know, Steve Clark, he was the Metro Mayor mm-hmm. when I first came here 13 right. years ago, and he's still somewhere now. We don't know where the hell he's hiding, but he's somewhere now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of these same old tired hacks uh, doing nothing and the same. It's just like repeating a bad experience over and over and over again. Did you finally say, I just don't want to do it anymore? 
Anyway, moving along, I, I can't envision that we're going to do this again tomorrow, are we? I hope not. Oh, God. I hope not. I Wouldn't hope you have be a good awful? time because I may call in sick. Yeah. Uh, Homestead, hello. Yeah, Neil, I, I hope you don't do it tomorrow either. I get more enjoyment uh, laughing all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's just not, you know, I just can't do it today. I'm just not in the mood to laugh. To be I honest. can't. I'm not in the mood to laugh. Now, what does and that that's tell really you? something. You know, when he's not cackling, it's really got to be Is that a strong depressing. statement or what? Now, Neil, you know, uh, down in Homestead, we've got a lot of Latin and black farm workers down here. Yep. And, uh, you know, something that's observation I made is, is the less educated blacks and the Latins just cannot get along. And it's, it's you know, I, I have friends on both sides, and, and it just doesn't make any sense that why, when we had the riots in 80, why there was no problems in Perrine or in Homestead or in Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder mm -hmm. if the Latin cops and these blacks just cannot communicate. Well, first of all, I, you know, not all the cops are Latin, number one, and I don't... Uh, I don't... But, but the predominance of, of the, uh, you know, the commissioners and... Uh, the mayor of Miami. Why is this happening only in Miami? You, you, you see what I'm getting at? I, I mean, it's just an observation. I, well, I think, it, I think it, be, it becomes like a pattern of conditioned behavior. Right. It's just like, like it's just they do not respect each other. Yeah. And a, a, a Latin cop may not, this is just, this is just something I've seen, mm -hmm. may not be able to talk to... Yeah, but, but you're assuming, again, that the reason that uh, all of this activity is going on is because of that shooting, and I, I would like to correct you. I don't, I don't believe that 99% uh -uh. of it has anything to do with that. It's just being used as an excuse. No, no, uh, nothing to do with what happened afterwards. The actual incident itself. Yeah. I don't think well, I thought that after we had the disturbances in 82 and 84, I thought that we were going to have all these black police officers in black communities. That was the, uh, that's what they told us. They sold us a good bill of goods on that and that these were going to be people that, uh, you know, worked the neighborhoods and walked the streets and got to know the people and had a real good relationship and rapport with the people. That was, uh, you know, the game plan, but I don't think it worked out that way, did it? No, I don't think so at all. Well, I and, and it just, it's just a coincidence. There's a large black population here in Homestead, yep. in Perrine, that the same thing, it never happens here. That, you know, and in Carroll City and in Opelaka it, and it in uh, parts of Pompano and uh, mm -hmm. other parts of Broward. It, it seems like there's better communication. So, I mean, you know, yep. it, it, in Miami, I think that, that uh, there's a resentment on, on both sides. And, and uh, the blacks think that you know, the, the Latins don't understand them. They don't want to talk to them. They don't want to relate to them. And this is, you know, I don't, I don't condone what they're doing, but I think it's a lot to do, to do with communication. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate hearing from you. All right, thanks a lot. Twelve minutes past one at WIOD. We have an open line in um, Dade, 751-9463. If you're shopping around for a... D. That's the best deal on Saturday from 10 to 2. Oh. Okay, it's 115 at WIOD, and let's go to Hypoluxo. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to call and, and say that I do uh, certainly agree with you about the fact that uh, there's certainly a bit of a problem there with uh, the blacks and the police, both. And when it all gets said and done, that I think that just to stop, if they do just take a minute to stop and look and and have a look at, at what they've done at the town, take a look and should be a time of introspection, you know, for the police department to see, you know, if they want to keep 
being a little abusive or... Well, no, I don't, a little abusive, I think, is the understatement of the century. Uh, when very you possibly. shoot people in the brain, you know, it's not very being possibly. a little abusive. Yes, sir. Uh, and the blacks to see if they want to keep snubbing their noses at, at uh, the rest of the populace. Yeah, but you've got to understand, don't say the blacks, because it's not the blacks any more than it's the police. It's, it's, it's a group of barbarians, and I'm not yes. going to apologize for using that term. on either side. Well, no, you know, in, in these people, if you're asking them to intellectualize the situation, forget it, because they don't have the capacity to do it. These are people who just uh, are animals and want to behave in this way, and they just wait for any episode that comes along. Like I said to the previous caller, it's like conditioned behavior, and that's why it keeps happening in the same neighborhoods and the same areas again, because it keeps being permitted to happen, and it's got to stop. Yes, sir, I agree. That's and, obvious. And, 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 and the next time that it starts, hopefully there won't be, but if it does ever start again, then at that time, which hopefully the whole world media won't be here, and it won't be Super Bowl week, you can be sure of that, because it'll never be here again. Uh, you know, they'll call out the National Guard and put every possible police unit in that area immediately and say, hey, listen, you're going to mess with us, and it's fini. We're not going to tolerate it. This is not acceptable behavior. And we're not just going to drive around while you burn down your neighbor's businesses and churches and buildings. We're just not going to accept it. Uh, I've, I've been living here in the Boynton Delray area, so I can't really, you know, I can't really get real personal about what goes on down there, but... We also have it up here. We have the, the same bad areas, the same handful of bad people that you constantly see. Yep. Uh, representing, just because they're there, the, the, uh, the, the image of the community. And, uh, matter of fact, right here in Boynton last night, and, and uh, it, it didn't go too far in the press this morning, uh, I was at the hospital last night, and a fellow was shot by three gunmen, jumped out of their car over in uh, that given bad area and in Boynton Beach, three gunmen hopped out and, and blew this guy away. Yeah. And I don't see the town of Boynton uh, going up in arms and tearing it up and, and you because won't. it wasn't a, a white or Hispanic or a cop. You know, but it was a, it was a, uh, another dead black man and, and uh, I heard on uh, your buddy Paul Harvey there, I uh, heard on this show quite some time ago and, and I would assume that it must be somewhat accurate, the biggest cause of Death among uh, young black youth are in the 90% range is young black youth. Killing each other. That's, that's correct. Oh, yeah, no question about and it. And it's just, you know, the, the fellow that called earlier, and he, then he wants to get hostile with you, the young black youth that called you earlier this show. Yeah. It makes no sense. And uh, really, you know, all we can do is sit back and watch. It sounds really helpless and, you know, and all that, but you, like you said earlier, you, you can't say much about them. But if they would just look at what, when it's all done, my point was, if they would just introspect, if they possibly can, on the, on the, what they've done to their town as opposed to the well, money no, they but put in their sir, again, I, I, stolen I, couches. Right. And yeah, I appreciate what, what you're saying, but again, your, your approach is to people who are rational. If they were rational, they wouldn't be doing those things in the first place. But, uh, you know, the man has very good intentions, but I guess is a little bit naive because, uh, you know, sane, rational people just don't do those things. Well, um, I was reading uh, in the Herald reporters that were caught in the yeah. uh, mm -hmm. violence, and, and this one reporter, Ivan Romer, talking about uh, the crowd, he says they were dancing, celebrating, and screaming. Yeah. Well, you saw the ones at 10 o'clock on the uh, CNN, the uh, young people who were, 
you know, one of them was screaming and they were allegedly outraged, and the ones behind them were all laughing and yeah. joking and yucking it up. And it's just, uh, hey, a lot of fun, man. We're going to terrorize Whitey now. Dancing and celebrating. And, uh, you know, do as much damage as we can and just be as out of control and wild and, uh, you know, reckless and hysterical and irresponsible and have a good time, man. That's what it's all about. This is fun. And it's a lot of crap, okay? It isn't fun and it's not acceptable and... um I'm telling you, man, that idea about the Chrome Detention Center sounds real appetizing to me, man. Did, did mm-hmm. All you people want to be barbarians. We'll put you behind wire fences, and you can terrorize each other, okay? You can just have a wonderful time. We'll even uh, equip them with the weapons out there, okay? And they want to shoot each other, more power to them. Just keep them away from the civilized people, which is the majority of the people who live in Liberty City and Overtown. It's 21 past 1 at WIOD. We have an open line in Palm Beach, 655-9463. Boca, hello. Hello, Neil and Glenn? Yes. How are you? Good. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to your show with a lot of interest. Um, I heard one brilliant statement that there's a vacuum of leadership here in the South. Well, I think it's worse than that. I, I, think, I don't think it's just a vacuum. I think we have terrible leadership. Very, very, very poor leadership. Mm-hmm. And I can cite you many, many examples. With relation to the riots, I'd like to give you a little bit different point of view. I grew up in Europe. And in trying to understand both sides of, of, of the issue, you really, <clears throat> there really are no easy solutions, of course. But to give you an idea, I have a question for you. Why is it that, for instance, in, in, the, in the country that, that the British colonized, they took the, the, the trouble or the cost or what have you to educate the blacks, to teach them to be... Uh, clean, to be, to integrate in, into white society, much, much better than, than anyone has done here. Can you answer me that question first? Well, probably because they felt it was in their own best interest. They certainly didn't do it out of altruism or benevolence because the British were some of the worst racists, and the, many of them still are in the history of mankind. So I really don't think that uh, they did it because uh, I think, think it was part of their culture, and they felt it was in their own best interests. Well, and it, it is in our best interest also in this country but unfortunately, we had to go through 200 years of uh, slavery and racism before finally in 1954 we had Brown versus the Board of Education and the Supreme Court decided that, hey, maybe it was okay that the blacks went to real schools and got a real education. You've got to understand, sir, that's only 34 years ago. Right, right. I understand. And I, I don't think that President Reagan's uh, statement on his radio address helped at all when he, he accused the black leadership of... Yeah. Of, uh, well, we're very fortunate that Mr. Reagan in a day or two is going to be leaving us and that this racist eight years that we've gone through will be history. Although, you know, again, I, I see no relationship between that and what just happened here. But, uh, you know, one of the worst racist records in the history of the country. And Mr. Bush, I'll give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt. He, he talks a good game and he claims that, uh, you know, he's going to have a much different attitude. But then again, we've heard that before. Time will tell. Okay. Uh, to, to try to find a little something positive in this whole incident, Somebody just took two or three calls ago mentioned introspection. I think that's an excellent, this is an excellent opportunity to look at ourselves because we live in a society that is brutal, violent. People are, are very bitter, hateful. I'm talking about not, not in the extremes of, of, of everyone burning houses down every day. But I'm talking about just our everyday normal course of, yeah. of affairs. Well, like the shooting in Stockton the other day, you know, as I said... It's very difficult to try to tell the American people to look in the mirror and see the chinks in their armor because we've been conditioned to this number one mentality, we're the best and we're the greatest and we're the, all this other crap. Right, exactly. And as a result, when you say, hey, baby, we've got a lot of problems here and our attitudes are all screwed up and our behavior is, is just totally unacceptable, they don't want to hear that. So, right. 
And part of this Reagan era has been to convince people that you can be materialistic and screw everybody else and you can be a bigot and it's fashionable to do all those things. And so this is hardly the time to expect that the American people are going to be introspective and look at their values and attitudes and say, hey, maybe we ought to change. And maybe a lot of the things that we thought were important 20 and 30 years ago were important. And maybe, you know, how many uh, Gucci uh, pair of underwear we got in the closet isn't that important anymore, okay, exactly. or shouldn't be. Exactly. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Thank you. 124 at WIOD. We have an open line in Boca, 278-9463. 278-WIOD, and we'll be right back. D. It's 128 at WIOD, and let's go to Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. You know, I'm I'm just tired. I, I really am. I've been in this community for 39 years now, and I, I'm just tired of all this stuff that's going on here. You know, this this whole situation goes beyond the shooting. It, it, it's a result of, of, of a Band-Aid fix that they did some years ago that gave this whole community uh, a, a shaft. You know, and I want to see a change in this community, you know. We, we need to work with the system, and, and, and it's a shame that less than 5% of the community uh, uh, can hold it hostage like this. You know, what are we coming to? You know, if we can't... If we can't I, I think the word is anarchy. Yes, you're right. If, if, we can't, if, we, if we can't defend ourselves, if we can't protect ourselves, if, if the law officials can't protect us from these little bandits or whatever you want to call them, you know, I think you were too mild with them. Animals. Uh, Animals, and barbarians. Yeah, because that's, and I, and I'm, I'm a black man, and I know, you know, I don't know why people are getting offended. You know, the Bible says, so as you think, and so as ye. That is and correct. I don't even think, I know I'm not an animal, so that doesn't bother me. That's correct. Okay, I don't care what people call me, that doesn't bother me. Uh, but my concern is, we are just, 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 just grazing the surface of this problem. And these sorry, lazy, no good politicians that are sitting in their little Eiffel Towers yeah. and, and get a, a coat of paint and put over a dirty wall, and then when that paint begins to peel off, then the dirty wall is showing again. We need to do something about those. Well, you notice we've got another blue ribbon panel now, which is the latest, what is this, the 400th blue ribbon panel that we've had, and uh, just like the Community Relations Board, and they sit around and try to pseudo-intellectualize all of these problems and to make them very simplistic and pacify everybody till tensions calm down. And then, as you say, we go back to business as usual. Now, it seems to me that Mayor Suarez, my memory could be wrong, but I think that when he... Uh, one election over Raul Masvidal, who was the Herald's hand-picked candidate, and the Herald did everything in their power to try to get him elected. And Mr. Suarez won in large part because of uh, voting support by the blacks, did he not? Right. And mm -hmm. as a result of that, he said at the time that he wouldn't forget that, and he was going to be a mayor for all of Miami, and he was going to do this and that and the other thing. And uh, politicians make a lot of those statements at the time of election, before and just after, and then, of course, uh, subsequent to that, they don't do very much. That's right. I just hope that, that the people in this whole community, you know, uh, from Dave Broward, wherever, can realize that we we all need to take the chips off our shoulders yeah. and stop this thing about black, white, Hispanic, Haitian. You know, forget about all that garbage. You know, first of all, we're human beings. That's the first thing. Yeah. All black people, all white, Hispanic, Haitians. Uh, you know, none of us are going away tomorrow. You know, we're going to be here, and and we're going to have to learn to live together in this community and make it a safe place so that we can raise uh, uh, some, some children in this community to try to show them the right way. You know, politicians need to stop this big act, stop the games they're playing. It's not just a black issue. Uh, some of the people in the white community just want to snub their nose and think that it's just a black issue. It is not just a black issue. It's an issue 
for all of us to take issue oh, with. Oh, absolutely. I don't care where anybody lives in uh, Data Broward County, maybe even parts of Palm Beach, but especially Dayton Broward. This, this affects the future of this entire area. It affects the economy of this area. Exactly. I mean, I, I will grant you that if you're 100 years old and living in a condo and you've got a lot of money in a bank and you go to see the CD rate every day and that's your big excitement, that you can isolate yourself. But for those of us who are living and breathing people and work and live here, uh, this has a traumatic effect on the future of this community. And if you live in an area and you don't care about it, I mean, what does that say about you as a human being? That's right. Well, we're only seeing it on, on a small scale here in Dayton Broward. We only, it's just a small scale. And the reason that this town is being highlighted is because of the repeated acts that are taking place here. Yeah. So Miami is being highlighted. But this thing has an effect around the whole nation. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about that old-timer up there in the White House that should have never gotten there who has allowed a lot of this stuff. People have taken the attitude that I can do whatever I want to do to whoever. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. As long as my gun is bigger than yours and i got more bullets. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to understand, you know, when you elect a president who is impotent mentally and physically, that uh, you got to have a big gun somewhere, you know. Exactly. So this, this phallic <laughs> thing that he brought into office, man, is obviously extended all throughout the country, and he's really reinforced it. Well, I hope that I hope that something is really, really learned this time, and not just, you know, a band-aid fix. I hope something is really learned this time. Well, I, I hope so too. I wouldn't hold my breath because I've lived through it too many times, but I hope you're right. I've seen them all, and I, I hope this this one is different. Because I'm like you. I'm, I'm tired of it, man. I'm ready to fall down on the floor. I'm so tired of it. I am. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I'm sick of it. People, you know, white and black, they can't go in place this community. They don't know whether you got to look over your shoulder. Yeah. You don't know who's going to attack you. You don't know whether the policeman might attack you. Mm -hmm. You don't know that one day you might walk in a shopping center and walk up on a drug deal. You don't know what's going to You can't go. I got a boat, and I'm afraid to go too far out of my boat fishing. Yeah. It's no way, it's no way for civilized people to have to live, sir. You're absolutely right. Appreciate hearing from you. All right. Thank you. Bye. 134 at WIOD, we have an open line in Dade, 7519463, and part of the uncivilized behavior is auto theft, which, and this is a beautiful facility, and it's right there in the middle of all of this, and, and, and here last night, people had their cars attacked, windshields broken, uh, people were assaulted, uh, people had to leave the area, people had to turn around and go back, couldn't hold the game, which would have been a sellout, over 15,000 people, because of these maniacs, because of these barbarians. So what is it that they really want? If they really want improvement in the area and they really care about where they live, then they wouldn't be doing these things. Well, you also, um, you made one small mistake when you said that people were not being pulled out of cars. The uh, CBS crew was pulled out of car yesterday, and they were all beaten over the head. The cameraman suffered uh, enough that he had to go to the hospital and have some stitches in his hands. Yeah, no, you're right. I did. In fact, we saw that at 10 o'clock on CNN. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just saying that they weren't pulling them out of cars and murdering them, but they were certainly doing their, giving it their best shot. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, have a good afternoon, guys. Okay, thanks. See you later. Yeah, it's fascinating how the arena became a different kind of symbol yeah. during all of this. Oh, sure, absolutely. Right now, you think about it, and it symbolizes the sadness and the desperation of all the good people who live in those areas and of the people who have worked very hard to try to create some progress there. And uh, you really would hope, and believe me, for all the knocks about, you know, the heat and what a bad team they are, I am not one of those going to jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, gee, I hope they fail, because I don't hope they fail. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I predicted they would fail because I never believed that this front-running town would support a, you know, a team that's won four and lost about 32 or three games. I just couldn't believe that, you know, a douchebag town like this would do it. But they have tremendously. Tremendous. And the team is going to get better. It takes expansion teams years to, you know, get to the point where they're truly always competitive. But it will eventually happen. But the question is, you know, and the problem, and let's just hope that this 
series of episodes isn't going to start discouraging a lot of people from going there. Because if it does, yeah, it speaks for itself. Miami, hello. Hello. Yes. Yes, is this Neil? I think so. How are you doing? This okay. is, I'm Rudy. I'm from Miami. I got a question. What did the guy in the motorcycle do? Uh, to the best of our knowledge, other than speeding, absolutely nothing. And, uh, you know, I think one of the problems that I should have mentioned a long time ago is the fact that the long, long delay by the police department in trying to give any explanation right. of what happened. I mean, maybe they were sitting around trying to concoct some excuse mm -hmm. for why this uh, outrageous overreaction took place, but but even they didn't even do that. You know, as you sit and you pour over all the articles and you read the police reports, there is absolutely nothing to justify the fact that this guy in a motorcycle was shot in the head. Yeah, cause or he, shot at at all. Because one story that I heard that he made an armed robbery. That's what I was told. No. So the way I feel is it that, wasn't yeah, if he was doing an armed robbery and he took off, okay, no. I understand it. No. But they don't say what the guy did. I he mean, was speeding. He was going 60 miles an hour. He was being, uh, he had his license suspended, I don't know how many times. A lot of similarities to the McDuffie situation. Right. Okay. Yeah, but I think that McDuffie may have been a more savory individual, but nonetheless, still, you know, the idea that he was on a motorcycle, he was speeding, and there was mm -hmm. a, you know, hot pursuit, another one of these wild chases. But there is no indication and no statement that I know of that he did anything threatening or threatened the life of the officer. And again, the uh, very clearly, uh, the Code of Police Conduct, the city of Miami, has written out very, very oh, clearly yeah. their policy. Mm -hmm. right. And that is that the officer cannot shoot at somebody indiscriminately. He can only shoot if he's protecting his own life mm -hmm. or someone else is in jeopardy. But certainly not just to arbitrarily uh, start shooting at someone. Right, because, see, I got friends that are Miami-Dade cops and Coral Gable cops yeah. and everything else. And they tell me, yeah, some are more tougher than others, some don't care, some are bigots. Yeah, and some are yeah. totally irresponsible. Right. All they want is the bigger gun and, the, you know, and, the, and when they pull somebody over, if it's a black guy, they'll give him a ticket. If it's a Latin guy, they won't. You know, if they're Latin. Oh, no question about it. And in fact, I've said that for years, that, a, you know, one of the wrong motivations, and unfortunately all too frequent for people going into police work, is they want to have their prejudices legitimized by the law. So now they've got the uniform, they've got the gun, they've got the badge, and they have the power right. of the law. And now they can terrorize, and again, I'm not saying yeah. all police, but far too many with that redneck mentality where they can terrorize any individual who isn't part of a group that they happen to like. Right. That I understand completely. See, I'm Latin myself. Yeah. But I was raised in Philadelphia and West Virginia. So I don't even speak Spanish very good. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed is I've got along with the blacks. I've got along with the Latins. And I don't think the problem down there is with the black people. I think it's the kids, the young generation. I'm 28. My brother's 17. He's got more jewelry on than I do. Mm -hmm. And where does he get the money? He steals it. Well, that's great. You know, I know he does. I mean, he's got gold that's worth... A fortune. I work as a mechanic. There's guys, young black guys, Latin guys that come in trying to sell you gold all the time. And that's where the problem is. As soon as something like this happens, they say, wow, I got a chance to get something for free. Mm -hmm. And they'll go ahead because nobody's going to stop them. Yeah. You know, you see these people on TV carrying couches and all. Why didn't the cops just go in there and stop it? You know, I mean, it's got to well, be a little because, bit of force. Because they didn't have enough manpower. And, uh, you know, they here you got an unruly mob throwing rocks and stones and bottles. And unless they were going to start shooting people, which wow. would have really created just a total nightmare, uh, yeah. and uh, short of doing that, they just didn't have enough manpower to control it. And that was the mistake that was made right from the beginning. 
You know, because I know, I, you know, I'm 28, so I, I don't know how the 60s was or anything like that. But I, I'm not for an eye for an eye all the way. But Well, we're not, nobody, you know, can, nobody can be for vigilante justice. It just is not acceptable, whether it's done by the public or whether it's carried out by police officers. Vigilante justice in a civilized society is unacceptable, period. It's not, it's not a debatable point. And I understand. It's like my wife works now down in the Coconut Grove area. Yeah. She's got to drive in a black neighborhood. Now, if somebody, let's say something happens. A black young guy does something to her. Now, I'm going to have a threat against all blacks. It's going to be, well, all blacks are bad. And I don't have that feeling. I know that it's a young, some of the young generation, some of the, maybe the older generation, but it's not all the blacks. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's, it's you know, they're like you got some of the Latins. I won't deal with some of the Latins because they're just pigs. You know, like some of these refugees that came over, they got more stuff and gold on them than anything in this world. I, I mean, said yesterday, my friend, people are people. And this, this obsession that we have, and especially in this community, where they're just hung up on what your ethnic background is or your race is, yeah, it doesn't make any difference. You're, you are either a decent person or you're not a decent person, period. You know, yeah, that, regardless of what any of those other uh, synthetic things are that you have no control over. You know, I work hard for my money. I work, I'm right now at lunchtime, and this is the first time I ever made a phone call on a, over a radio. Yeah. And I've got a boat, I've got a house, i got my two cars, you know, and I'm happy I'm having a kid on the way. But, you know, it's just, if the kids would just get out there and work, half of them don't even go to school. I mean, you know, I see it in my own brothers and sisters, because I've got two younger brothers. They're always in fights, they're always worried about the... Uh, the new genes have come out. And when I was young, I never cared about that. No, I remember a few years ago, there was a big thing about the um, the conditions in Overtown Liberty City and some of the neighborhoods where there are rats and there's garbage all over. Right. And, so on. and I, I said on the air at the time, and I still haven't had an answer to the question, we've got all these kids who can't find jobs, who have a lot of idle time on their hands. Now, I, I just can't imagine. I bet there would be a lot of people who would be willing to volunteer garbage bags, you know, big hefty trash sacks, certainly aren't that expensive, like a couple of bucks a box. And if you have any pride in the environment that you're living in, I mean, no matter how humble it is, if you've got any pride as a human being, why wouldn't they be better off spending their time, you know, cleaning up all that garbage? And, of course, once there's no garbage, there are no rats. Right. And, uh, you know, making themselves a livable environment as opposed to, you know, selling crack on street corners and throwing stones and rocks and bottles and dragging people out of cars and beating them up. And I never got an answer to the question, and I still don't understand. You know, there's a good commercial on. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about, it's where these young guys, I'm not sure if it's a, a drinking commercial or whatever, you know, Coca-Cola, one of those types, where they show a park in a, in a downtown-like area where it's all destroyed, and then everybody in the community got together and fixed it up. Yeah. You know, and that's what the people need to do. You know, you have to not just think yourself self-self all the time, but give a helping hand. See, yeah. what I well, from... the, the, you know, again, repeat, I don't want to get redundant here, repeat the whole show from yesterday, but a lot of attitudes within the black community are going to have to change, too. You instill values in the home. And, of course, where there is no family unit and there is no real home, it's almost impossible. That's why we have a lot of these problems. Right. I come from two divorcees. My parents have been divorced. My mom has been divorced two times. I've come from Cuba. I was born in Cuba. And, of course, I lived in Philadelphia. We didn't have anything. I lived in a, in a black neighborhood very close to me. And whites here and everything was, you know, it was like those apartments all wall to wall. 
type of thing. And we all got along. Yeah, we got broken in, and they stole a TV that we got out of a junkyard because that's all we could afford. Mm -hmm. But everybody helped. You know, everybody in that community, if I needed a cup of sugar, I know I could go next door and ask for a cup of sugar. If I needed, a, you know, if something happened to me, they would come and help you. You know, here you don't see it. I don't even know who my neighbors are in this yeah. in this area. You know? Okay, well, listen, I appreciate talking to you. You make a lot of sense to me, the things you say, but, uh, you know, again, you're not dealing with rational people. Well, they got to get tougher on them. Okay, thanks, thanks. for your call. Bye-bye. 151 at WIOD. 155 at WIOD. We got a mobile on the Palm Beach line. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Okay. Uh, you've, uh, there's a lot of good things being said here, and uh, a bit of information that I wanted to pass along to you and uh, everybody there in the newsroom. I left a golf course about 45 minutes ago in West Palm Beach, uh, right just north of uh, Okeechobee Road in West Palm. Yeah. And uh, we, in fact, saw uh, three extremely large helicopters flying low. Uh, definitely military helicopters, dark, dark green. Uh, they were headed south, and then about another 10 minutes after that, another one uh, flew, and they were flying about 500 feet off the ground, but they were a little to the west of us and uh, could not get... Uh, well, why, let me ask you this. Why would military helicopters be uh, well, coming here? Well, I would think that would be National Guard. They were definitely dark green anyway. Uh, where they were coming from, that I don't know. I would assume... Uh, I don't know where a large installation is, uh, presumably uh, Jacksonville or Orlando. I don't really know. Uh, but I would assume that they were definitely uh, some sort of uh, three in a fleet like that. And these were the extremely large ones, uh, a lot larger when you remember back to the time when uh, Nixon was living down there in Cuba's game, when yep. I was living down there myself, too, at the time for about mm -hmm. nine years. Uh, I, I hope it is that, and I, I honestly do believe it is how to go about checking on it. I'm not really sure. But my, uh, I guess my question now is the integrity of uh, our good old uh, commission uh, commissioners there in Miami and what in God's name took them so long to uh, finally uh, throw up the flare and say, hey, we need to do something. You know, uh, I've got well, friends well, coming you know, down they, for the they, Super Bowl and whatnot. And yeah. There's a lot of skepticism from up in the Northeast where I'm originally from. And, uh, you know, people, uh, this could have been and should have been nipped in the bud. Uh, a day ago, at least, uh, because this morning uh, I was on Miami Beach early and watching uh, uh, CNN news, and, uh, you know, it's, it has broken nationwide and whatnot, but uh, I hope this does bring some relief, and I hope something does come about from it. Okay, appreciate hearing from you. Okay. Yeah, I don't uh, think there is one immediate answer, but, again, he's right. Uh, right in the beginning, they should have reacted mm -hmm. swiftly and strongly and uh, had a good uh, show of force and uh, said, hey, we're just not going to let things get out of control and subject the area to another grotesque humiliation. But we have. We've had another, not just nationally, but worldwide. Mm -hmm. I mean, media is here. The Super Bowl is the single most watched event in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't compare it to anything else, even the World Series, because the World Series is uh, four to seven games. It's a succession of games day in and day out. The Super Bowl is a single event mm -hmm. that is watched and covered by more media than anything else in the world. And as a result, we have media here from virtually every yes. technolo technologically advanced country mm -hmm. in the world. So um, here they all are. And this is what we are providing for them. And they've seen the way we've handled it or not. And they, uh, you know, the impression that they're getting of what this community is all about. And of course, as you pointed out, you know, there's a whole page there of media people who have been in the mm -hmm. wrong place at the wrong time and gotten beaten. Uh, we saw the Canadian press mm -hmm. and a guy with a blood pouring out of his head. And uh, this will be written about for weeks and months mm -hmm. to come. Mm -hmm. So, as I said yesterday, do not 
look upon this as some kind of an isolated episode or something that we can sweep under the carpet. Uh, you know, you need to look at it from the larger perspective of not only how we are living as a community or not, but how the rest of the world looks at us. And I just, I just don't know. You know, I always keep saying it, and we somehow manage to survive just barely, but how much punishment any one community can take. I mean, uh-huh. it's been going on virtually nonstop for the last eight years, and uh, you have to wonder how much longer it can go on. Anyway, we're not going to go on any longer because we're at the end of the line for today. Steve is uh, coming along next, and he's got an entire panel of uh, folks who are going to be discussing the uh, riots in Overtown and Liberty City. And I guess we finally did conclude that we can use the word riot today, right? Now, finally. Uh, Reverend Carlton Coleman of the New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, which is located in the area in question, is going to be one of the guests and some others, so stay tuned. And uh, I want to thank, seriously, the audience. We had some, I'd mm-hmm. say, 99% of the calls that were thoughtful and yeah. reasonable and rational. And concerned. And if nothing else, uh, show that there are those people out there concerned about the mm-hmm. area that they live in. Okay, have a great day. Let's hope for peace and quiet and uh, cooler heads to prevail tonight. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 10 here on 610 WIOD.